this job. There it goes. There's OBS. And there's this. Where the fuck is the lie? I've completed post details. I've done everything. See, they wanted us to postpone too. This is bullshit. <laughs> Listen to it. Save. Now it says go live. <laughs> All right, let's try this again now that apparently the gods of podcast agree with us. From Champaign, Illinois, this is the Jumping the Rail podcast with your hosts, Mark Redmond and Mike Nartolinas. guys this is marco sorry for the technical difficulties i think this was my father's way of saying you fucking idiots you're doing a wrestling podcast anyways now i turn this over to the hosts of the show mark Redman. hey guys uh this is episode 13 of the jumping the rail podcast uh i'm mark joined as always by my tag team partner mike nargelinas who's uh otis kogar's biggest fan how you doing buddy I'm doing good. I, yeah, Otis. I love him. I bought a shirt last weekend. I was bamboozled, that, but I do have a shirt. That damn heel Atticus Kogar got you again. It's fantastic. So we got a uh, tag team partner with us uh, today. We got our buddy Joe Amendola back with us. You might remember him from one of the earlier episodes. Joe, how you doing, buddy? Uh, hopefully less forgetful today. <laughs> we can we can always hope. <laughs> so we we will be treated to uh, my personal favorite podcast character today. Uh, Tequila Narge is joining us. Oh, who? Yes, uh, I've had one, two, maybe a couple. There's a good reason, though. I've, uh, you know, I we dipped into the bottle you, a little bit. You've run all the on. children out of the house before we started. Send them to bed. My my son's probably listening right now, and he's very angry. He was supposed to be on, but I thought it was safer that we sent him, sent him west. Yeah, that's probably for probably a good idea. So, it's uh, it's been a weird day, guys, for a lot of reasons, but. Uh, as of about 12.30 p.m., we actually didn't think we were going to be putting a show on today because we had a uh, a family tragedy in the uh, JTR family. Uh, Marco's dad, Arthur, passed away this morning, about 7.30 this morning. And, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been rough. Marco's probably not going to join us for most of uh, the episode for obvious reasons. But you guys knew Art better than I did, but he was always a prince of a guy. And... Uh, if you're listening and you got a beverage, I invite you all to hold it up. Well, let's toast Art one time at the start of the show today. So here's to him. Cheers. Here. Yep. Here's to him. So, yeah, we would have done a Timbo salute, but my soundboard doesn't work. So let's just, you know. It seems fitting. Well, if you didn't bring the BlackBerry, you know, they shut that thing down about two weeks ago. So Blackberries don't work anymore, Mark. I'm going to need you to upgrade. Yeah, I need to go back to my razor. <laughs> so we do have a lot to talk about. You know, the show must go on, as they say. And uh, 
Narge, you and I took a little road trip about a week ago to Hoffman States for uh, GCW, and uh, I don't know, that was a hell of a show. What'd you think? I, I thought it was a fantastic show, and I'll be honest with you. Um, well, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into GCW Hammerstein. I really thought the show in Chicago was more well put together than what we watched Saturday mm-hmm. night. Um, but it was just fun. I mean, it was fun. The atmosphere. I told my wife we watched Hammerstein Saturday, and I said, "There's nothing like being there live. It doesn't. Yeah. It just doesn't replicate itself the same." Yeah, it sounds like a cliche, but the star of the show was always the fans with the GCW show. Absolutely. And it was obvious watching, number one, just being there in Chicago. And then, like you said, at Hammerstein Ballroom, that crowd was just white hot for it. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine being there. And I'm sure a lot of the folks there live felt the same way we do. Oh, yeah. I watched, actually, last night, my son and I, we um, pulled up the Briscoes against the Rejects, John Wayne Murdoch and Reed Bentley. And I t- kept telling my wife, kept building it up I'm like this match was crazy. But while watching on YouTube, it doesn't have the same impact. But there was the point where they all went into the crowd. Mm-hmm. And I even said it. I was like, oh, this is where everything breaks down. And then our guest from last week, Kevin Gill, said the same thing. He's like, everything's breaking down. <laughs> and it really did. I mean, I thought there was a riot starting in Chicago. It was, in- it was incredible. It was just a fantastic moment. Um, when it comes to live wrestling, I- it just... It- there's nothing better than being there. Yeah. So and, and it was cool. We got to actually meet Kevin Gill face to face after he was on the show last episode. Great guy. You know, yeah. got got our picture snapped with him and got to meet Dave Prezak and congratulate him on his Hall of Fame induction this past Saturday. Yeah, Kyler and I we we chatted. I think you were there too with Matthew Justice yeah. and talked about some of the crazy bumps he took at Harpo's yeah. the night before. Daddy. He even asked, he said, Which bump? So that you know the the man's a lunatic, but uh, yeah, yeah, and also had a cool appearance at the uh, Hammerstein. But we'll get into that. Uh, I got to like we got to meet so many guys just at the gimmick tables, which is one of the really cool parts of going to indie shows. You got to meet the Briscoes. Got to meet the Briscoes. Yeah, the champs and uh, well, then champs. Yes, sir. We got a we got a run in going on here, but uh, <laughs> somebody and, has literally jumped the rail into yeah. our podcast. What Security. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I noticed about the GCW, though, is it's something that no other wrestling promotion is really doing right now, and that's getting back out to the fans and grabbing a chair from somebody sitting in the audience to hit somebody with or bouncing off somebody else. I mean, nobody it's, does It's that. old school, Joe. It's Mid-South. It's, it's, it's old school stuff where people are yeah. they're getting more involved. They want the fans involved, and the workers, the wrestlers know the limits that they can do yeah. in the crowd to make sure that they're still safe. Hey, hey, Narge, didn't you almost wear Bandito as a hat? On yeah, last Bandito Saturday? or Blake Christian about sat in my lap. So uh, we actually watched that last night, too, <laughs> and you can see my reaction on YouTube. Took out the but, drunk guy. I mean, he was literally too over. Yeah, there's a drunk guy there, and which, you know, that's I want to point that out, and that was on Twitter. A lot of folks had complaints about the GCW crowd in Chicago two weeks ago. I guess mm-hmm. there were some derogatory things said to Kylie Ray. Um, that's That's unusual. Right. Game Changer Wrestling is maybe one of the most inclusive wrestling companies in the entire world. Brett Lauderdale even said before the show in Hammerstein, he, with him and Effie, they were going to make wrestling as gay as fucking possible. That's what he said. But there were people just shouting obscenities and things. And I want to shout out John Wayne Murdoch and Reed Bentley, who came to the defense 
of Kylie Ray during the show. I actually looked all we couldn't tell what was going on, but I yeah, looked I it all up. It. And Kylie Ray has her demons. She's she's been out and rehabbed and mm-hmm. things like and somebody had said something and the guys in the back actually came out to defend her. And I thought that was super yeah. cool. And a lot of fans online suggested maybe before the show starts that the announcers just let them know, hey, we're all inclusive. We, you know, and we're for that. Mm-hmm. As long as it's good pro wrestling and it's entertaining. Yeah. I don't care if you're gay, straight, black, white, yellow. I don't give a shit. As long as you're there to entertain and have a good time, we're there to have a good time. Yeah. I brought my ni- my nine-year-old son there. Yep. And is Effie doing some stuff that, hey, might be quite, you know, he gets it, though. My nine-year-old, he's like, oh, daddy's entertaining. That's that's the attitude I think everybody right. should have when you show up to a wrestling show. I'm going to be entertained. I may see some stuff. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and uh, and I know PBR does a lot of sponsorships on the, uh, on the GCW shows, but sometimes you can tell the fans have a little bit too much. There was a guy sitting next to us that was – a bit salty, I guess would be a nice word to say for it. But uh, He admitted he wasn't a wrestling fan. He told yeah. me he came with his buddy, and I watched him at intermission pull out a fifth of tequila and down it. And I knew right then and there. Shit's going down. I'm like, man, we got a problem. And his buddy said the same thing. He's like, I brought him here because I thought he'd enjoy the show. I mean, this guy went so far as to walk up to the ring during the death match and slam his hand on the mat. And I thought the ref was going to jump out. Uh, but, you know, the crowd, they kind of rallied together and told the guy to beat it, which was good. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. the thing. You come to a wrestling show, yeah. you're going to find like-minded people, and you're going to be the odd guy out if you're mm-hmm. the one being aggressive like oh, yeah. that. Because so, nobody wants one jackass to ruin the good time for everybody else. Yeah, and this this jackass thought he was going to get involved in the Briscoe match, too, which uh-huh. I was kind of hoping he would. Yeah, Jay Briscoe um, doesn't fuck around. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he would have knocked him out. Yeah, there there would have been uh, no more of this gentleman. So, right. Well, I'm a little bit older than you guys, so I can remember what? back in the day before stuff started going together that that's how it used to be. We would go to wrestling matches that would come from down south up here to Illinois, and we were like, part of the uh, part of the match i mean that's the way it used to be and i love that gcw is getting back to it so well yeah i mean yeah. lawler and kaufman back in the, i mean they had the plants you know people in the crowd getting into things but that was it you have you have to get the crowd involved that's yeah. something where i'm not a huge wwe guy anymore because i feel like they've kind of cut that out yeah they try to make it more like a tv audience than a wrestling yeah. audience anymore. the attitude era that's why it was mm-hmm. so successful mark think about it they encourage the signs. They encourage yeah. that, and now it's like, eh, we don't. Yeah. Don't if you're don't wearing st- an AEW T-shirt, they give you one to cover up. Well, like, well, they've gone so far as to sit people down when they stand up, yeah. and they're on camera. The yeah. security will actually tell people to sit down, which and, is insane to me. And that's the problem: is wrestling it, it doesn't exist without the fans. We right. found that out with the Thunderdome people. Yeah. You know, it was I mean, like, what the was, hell is this? It didn't work. I mean, God bless him for trying something. But oh, yeah. yeah give it, him credit it, for it trying. Didn't, it didn't work. I mean, give him an E for effort. But, yeah. I actually tried to. We're going to talk about it later. The Royal Rumble I tried to watch. Was it last year or the years before with and the Thunderdome Royal last Rumble? Year. Oh, God. <laughs> I I we were, I was like, nope, not doing this. Yeah, so. it, it just seemed weird. The bad thing is I started getting used to it, which really bothered me. <laughs> but. <laughs> But no, like going back to what we were saying about the fans. I mean, if you go watch any Southern territory in the seventies and eighties, go to Crockett, Mid South, uh, World Class. They were the people thought it was real because the wrestlers made it seem believable. And then that's when you get the stories of Piper getting sat, getting stabbed on his way to the ring, or 
when the horseman broke Dusty's ankle in the cage and the fans almost tore the ring apart trying to get to like it took them like I think Arn said forty minutes to get back to the locker room. Yeah, I mean, and we saw a little of that this weekend at Hammerstein. Yeah, after Cardona's oh, match. Yeah, I mean, the crowd was hot. People were in his face. Yeah, you know who else? And we're I'm getting off topic a little bit. Uh, not really. Um, you talked about Kogar in the beginning, but Atticus, mm-hmm. that guy comes out and it's middle finger straight to his face. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm concerned for his safety sometimes when mm-hmm. I watched the Harpo show uh, in Minneapolis a couple weeks back. I mean, people, they're Detroit. inches or Detroit. <laughs> they love, they, I mean, they love to hate this guy right. and he eats it up. And I, I, that's to me, that's why GCW is so successful. We talk about him on this show so much, Mark. And I, there are people tuning in. I had a gentleman this past week who said he had never watched him, but because of our show, tuned in and absolutely loved it. His favorite thing was X-Pac coming out, right. but he absolutely loved it and thought it was different, but it was cool. And that's, you know, I think that's why we like it so much. Yeah, definitely. And uh, like I said, the Chicago show, we had some great matches. Cardona and Ricky Morton, I think, was the one for the one that stole the show for me. Ricky got the W. Ricky got the W. I did not expect that to happen. And he, uh, then he kind of got his butt kicked by Matt and Chelsea afterwards. But, you know, that tends to happen. Chelsea's for 69. I, I've heard that. <laughs> you ha- know what You know what surprised me the whole night is, uh, and I'm going to speak for Kyler. He might be listening. But So two matches, Scorpio and Jonathan Gresham. I'm not a Jonathan Gresham fan. I know you are. I don't like the technical side of things. Mm-hmm. But I thought Scorpio brought out a side of him that I enjoyed. Kyler, if he was here, and he he was supposed to be here, the Briscoe match for him. Kyler never seen anything like that. Guys in the crowd beating the hell out of each other. Like, Kyler, I mean, you even stepped to the back of that point and took Kyler with you. You were like, oh, well, I, I'm out of here. That was mainly because I didn't want him to get caught in the mob of the guys beating up the drunk. The drunk guy, yeah. <laughs> but I, I can't sit for too long, so I like to go to the, the back and get a good look at the ring and watch the action as it's happening. So I'd get up and stretch the Mark, legs Mark out. was scared, Joe. I was not scared. I had him. I told hey. him I got you, big guy. And he left. Hey, so. I was at the 2008 King of the Death matches and almost got run over by Freak Show. So I'm ready for anything. I've been landed on in the past. I mean, I'm yeah. sitting in a chair and somebody lands on my lap and they're like spread out between me and the, the guys next to me. So, I mean, you know. I'm How much did day. that cost you? Was well, that like you, you know, had back a handful was... of singles? Or... <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, you'll, you'll, you'll like this. Uh, my first IW Mid-South show I went to was the 2007 Ted Petty Invitational. And uh, one of the matches was Josh Abercrombie, who was Josh Raymond later on. He's a Detroit guy, against Ricochet. And this is when Ricochet was like 21, 22 years old. Had really long, bushy hair, wearing shorts. He looked like he was trying to be in a Prince cover band or something. <laughs> still doing all the same shit and he did this dive to the floor and i swear his head landed in my lap it was kind of off-putting but i looked down and i see this mop of black hair it's like oh crap <laughs> then i kind of scooted back and he got it nobody said anything about it I, like he didn't acknowledge it or anything but yeah i was like that was my first brush with being wiped out by a by a wrestler up until you guys bringing back gcw and and, and pointing it out to everybody the one, honestly, one of the last matches that actually had the people in the audience doing that was something I saw with the pain train. Oh, yeah. I swear. I was in Danville, and I saw you wrestle, and you guys were out in the audience, and you grabbed a chair from somebody, and 
wham bam you know one of my uh one of my favorite shows was actually in uh buckley illinois at the 103 east bar and grill i've talked about this before tracy smothers my first show though i wrestled a guy uh wayne shocker he's on my facebook and i grabbed a chair from somebody and i beat the living hell out of him with it and uh we we still talk about that he's like that's one of the hardest chair shots i ever got um but yeah we love to get in the crowd i actually did a match up there joe where the fans brought the weapons no, that one there was Rantoul, but I did do one in Buckley, leather strap, and all. We had twenty people outside with belts. It was me and Jason Vendetta was his name. Nice. And uh, was Titty Nashville there? Titty Nashville was always there. Yeah, you can't <laughs> you can't get around the Titty Nashville. But they brought belts, and I was the heel, so you know what that meant, right? You got whipped. Oh <laughs> man, like a government mule, right? So, hey, but did, but did you sell it? Oh yeah, and well. Funny story, real quick, side note. So, back to Rantoul. Fans bring the weapons. I'm busted open. I saw the scar. You can see it on my forehead here. Mm-hmm. I worked at Carl Hospital at the time. I had to go in third shift. That Well, I didn't have to go in. Uh, Jason Vendetta actually took a – gave a Canadian destroyer to a friend of ours and hurt him. I mean, he got hurt that night. So, we had to go to the hospital. I worked there as security. I show up. I'm covered head to toe, blood, and they're like, what's going on? <laughs> I was like <laughs> – Pro wrestling. That's what's going on. Okay, hey, brother. Yeah. Hey, real quick. I'm heading on the – we got a couple of live folks talking here. Dwayne said he was shocked on uh, Sunday that there were no light tubes involved. Well, Dwayne, there's a reason for that. I'm going to let reason. Mark tell you. Well, there's a thing called the New York State Athletic Commission that has a very strict rule about no death matches, no blood, none of that stuff that makes a lot of what GCW does so unique. Which is why you saw a lot of guys like like Alex Colon and G Raver were in the ladder match instead of a death match. That's why Nick Gage pulled the pizza cutter out, but got taken out before he could use it, and then nobody saw it again during the show. I'm kind of curious what happened with Cardona because he, he he got busted open. Right. Well, um, I think, is that accidental? Did I they think chalk that up to accidental? I think you can chalk that up to be. Because who accident. else was bleeding? Effie was bleeding. Effie was bleeding after the kabong. He took a he yeah took with a the uh, the stroke shot. and then yeah. With the guitar, yeah. With on his face. Mindy yelled out Jason V. Yeah, Mindy, I know Jason Vendetta back. We actually backyard wrestled together. So that's how I started with him. Um, great guy, Jason Vendetta. Um, incredible guy. Everybody in here is wondering, the producer brought me a beer bag. <laughs> I, I told him to beer me, and he did. But. Keith Gibson is on, if everybody remembers our yes. guest, Keith Gibson. from hey, Keith. Mo Money, Keith Gibson. From the uh, Clubhouse Lounge Radio. I suggest you check that out. A lot of southern, red dirt, country, sports. music, sports, wrestling. Wrestling, uh, the number one wrestling podcast in Central Illinois will be a part of Clubhouse Lounge Radio in the very near future. So, Mark, Dwayne is shocked that the Briscoes lost Saturday. I told you I think that sets them up for their inevitable debut in AEW Wrestling, and you question me well i question i mean it makes it makes sense you know i mean they got a feud with aew waiting for them but then the other thing to think about is in impact wrestling they've got the kingdom they got vincent pco coming in ah they done wasted their time with those guys but they've got them and then i guess kenny king came back not too long ago yeah what is this Uh, no more honor so honor no more they call it honor no more but it's something where if they really wanted to 
turn some heads, they could bring the Briscoes in for even just like a like a one or two off for like a series of tapings. Or Which something. is why I could see him going to AEW because I think you know that door. Tony's open to Impact. From what I read earlier, I think WWE is not open to AEW. So there's kind of a Impact is really in the best position. Come on, Mark. The, the forbidden door that Tony opened to Impact is one of those little doggy doors that not everybody can fit into. What a hater. Did I hear the word honor? Yeah, just a little discussion. I just want to let you guys know there's a good shot that goes for the word honor. Go back to your business. Is there a shot <laughs> coming? Well, there can be, but then we have to do the shot live. And honor is a really good shot. Well, let's. Oh, on her? Wait oh, a, minute. a shot on her. Ah, uh, we don't have any I think I might here. be down for that shot. <laughs> it's a lot of dudes in this A lot of dudes tonight. in this podcast uh, room. Yeah, Keith Gibson, exactly. That's that's right here. We are we are mentally on the same page, buddy. Yeah, Briscoe's. Uh, when's the next pay-per-view? What is it? Uh, AW's Revolution. got Revolution. Is that February? I think it's February. Briscoe's are showing. They're coming. If they don't, Tony's an idiot. And no more than usual. Yeah. Because he should have had them here like two months ago. I mean, I'm gr- honest to you that I, d- I knew of them, but I just didn't care for Ring of Honor's product. Who, the Briscoes? Yeah. Hmm. I didn't care for Ring of Honor's product. You know, so I knew of the Briscoes. I knew they were a big deal. I knew they had some uh, some smoke behind them. Do they uh, want the smoke? Uh, nah, not with those <laughs> scrubs. But even Kyler, Kyler's like, man, these guys, that's who he wanted to see Saturday. And he's nine. You know, he's yeah. like, I want to see the Briscoes. Even my wife was like, well, I wouldn't fuck with those guys. <laughs> like they ain't got no teeth. I've, <laughs> you know, I may be wrong, but when you come from whether it's Ring of Honor, WWE, don't you have to wait out your contract before you can go somewhere else, anyways? Uh, well, all the Ring of Honor talent got released from their contract when they went on their hiatus. Did they really? Yeah, so they can go wherever they want until wow. they come back in April. And uh, with the Briscoes, and I've said this before, Jay looks like the most legit guy in the business. That's the one missing the teeth, right? No, no, no that's Mark. He's the other. Jay's one, the one with the dreadlocks. Oh yeah, that's the dude that was busted open Saturday. Yeah. I've got a great photo of him. Yeah, but he's just everything he does looks so cool. He was a Ring of Honor World Champion by himself a couple times. I believe that. And he had, I think he went like two years undefeated, held the belt for like fifteen months at one point. Who beat him? Uh, lethal. Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal beat him, and now the he's king on of Dark. AEW Dark. Yeah. <laughs> yep, and uh, Mindy Elam, thank you for chiming in. Not some of some don't have a non compete clause, which is true. Like the guys, like uh, like you were talking about WWE, like O'Reilly and Cole and all them. They waited out there, like they made it through their contract, yeah, so, so they had no non. They didn't have a non compete, so they just showed up as soon as their contract was. Expired. So what about somebody like Road Dog? So you got you, th- you think he's free to do whatever? He- Could he show up on AEW this week? And I don't he think he got a ninety day. I wonder if he got the NXT thirty day. So I'm wondering. I didn't know how the producers and stuff yeah, like that. That I don't works, know. So. I do know Regal got hired by Impact. I saw that, but then he actually t- I don't know if you saw it. He tweeted yesterday. I saw something. Yeah, saying not to listen to the. Hey, you don't talk about me, and I won't talk about you. Right, right. Sort of deal. Because I saw, because what I saw where they said that Impact got him was on an Impact's Facebook page. That's oh, why was I, it? Okay. That's why I took it seriously. But it's one of those I'm I'm a believe it when I see a guy when it yeah. comes to wrestling departures and arrivals and whatnot. He'd be he'd be a great spokesman for that brand. Yeah, and uh, and I'm guessing he could probably still work if he wanted to. Probably. And the thing is, I think I told you this. I wasn't a big Impact guy. I watched the last pay-per-view. I don't know what it was called. Hard to kill. Hard to kill. Fantastic from beginning to end. It was literally a very entertaining pay-per-view. My son and I watched it. 
and I was entertained the whole the whole time. I'm I'm gonna be honest. I think Impact in the last year has had the best bell to bell product in the business. My only issue with them, Mark, and I've told you this, is the crowd. Mm-hmm. I think where they tape, it, it, it but I, they're not gonna sell out a big arena. No. They're not. So this is where they're at. I just they're, they've got to do something more with the crowd. That right. would that would change things. For I'm, me. I'm glad they don't do the Impact Zone anymore, where it's just like three quarters of the crowd are tourists from Universal Studios right. that don't know shit about wrestling. But yeah, they. There was a while where they were going, doing their pay-per-views in, like, Detroit, Chicago, where they would sell out the building, but they wouldn't pick the big buildings so they right. could get the big house. I really wish Tony, with this open-door thing, I wish they'd have done a dual pay-per-view. Just yeah. one time. Yeah, but here's the question, though. Would, where would politics come in on that? Because how do you pick who wins? Well, what did Ring does? of Honor do? Who'd they do it with? They, with was New it Japan. New Japan? Yeah. New Japan. But they have a working relationship where... It's like people were back and forth on each show, and they had uh, the only thing they had where it was a conflict was the tag title match and the TV title match. I think because it was like a two. That's when Renzo and Cass jumped the rail, right? Right, yeah. right. Uh, gimmick infringement, by the way. I really wanted to see them <laughs> at Hammerstein. I thought they were the. I did. I yeah. thought they were the tag oh, team. We went through a lot of options for who we thought it was going to be, as uh, we like it wound up being Matt, uh, Nick Gage and Matt Tremont. You know who'd have been great? Who's that not? crowd would have fucking kill. See, he ruined it though himself. Was Bully, Gage and Bully would have been fantastic. That would have been fun. But then Bully ruined it by pissing off everybody. Yeah. Well, and then you saw. So they all chanted "fuck Bully Ray," and right. then he got online the next day like a true heel and was like, "Ah, people still got it," you know. <laughs> yep. For, but I, that would have been awesome. Yeah. For those that don't know, Bully made some comments on Busted Open last week after Moxley came back saying that. Moxley should have apologized to the fans for not being there for the last couple months, which got him a little negative feedback online from everybody from wrestlers to fans to so-called experts like Narge or experts like me. And uh, <laughs> and I know my, our buddy Keith Gibson plot? said that he, he disagreed because we actually discussed this on uh, one of our comment threads on Facebook. And yeah, I just I think that that was a little over the line for Bully, and I know he likes to toe that line very very liberally sometimes, because he's a guy he he tells it like he sees it, which I've always respected about him. But yeah, that's one case where I've got to disagree with him, and it's not just because he doesn't like me. No, and when <laughs> Renee gets upset, you know maybe yeah. it's over too too much. Oh, I'll tell you who got upset it was Paige. Pay <laughs> oh pay Paige yeah. yeah hot Paige. Which one, Adam? That's what Joe told easy, me. Joe easy. just whispered Adam. <laughs> no, I, and I don't want to get too far off topic here, but I got a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. The one thing I noticed, you, you got the open door policy and you got all these guys coming over. But what I'm mostly seeing, especially in the new AEW, is the high-flying, um, not-so-big-guys. You know what I mean? There's a couple of big guys. But it seems like the um, WWE really has a market on the big guys. That's because Vince has it's a, a big hard on for the big it's a, it's guys. A yeah. big, WWE is a big man territory. It yeah. always has been. Well, and do you see that changing? I mean, that's because I, I want to see some of those big matches. I want to see, you know, the... That would have changed if Triple H was still had any input whatsoever in the creative direction of the show. Triple but, H gets it. Yeah, he's kind of gotten nudged away because Vince wants to go back to his vision. And if what you about notice, all the other leagues, though? I well, mean, if you notice AEW, they have Brian Cage, who's one of the most jacked guys in the business. They don't do nothing with him. Powerhouse Hobbs, they were. 
He's kind of an he's, afterthought. He's Ricky Starks all wacky now. Yeah. So there's not a whole lot of muscle. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't see. They got any Archer other got places. a title shot now. Archer is a big boy. But yeah, WWE they thrive off the Lashley, the Big E, the Lesnar. And for me, there's room for that. There absolutely is. But there's also room for, for the Roderick Strongs, for the Mustafa Ali. Yeah, Mustafa Ali's. There, there's room for all of that. But Vince McMahon is old school. I mean, Vince made all his no, money no. off Hulk Hogan. Vince McMahon is stubborn. Yeah. He's You're stubborn. using the wrong word. One of the best matches I can ever remember growing up was watching, um, was watching, you know, the 619 taking out the big show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Was I that mean, the was that the match where Big Show like strapped into a stretcher and whacked him into the ring post? Yeah. I love that spot. That was so I mean, that, that made was so much one sense of the to best me. shows ever. Little man taking on, you know, Goliath. Come well, on. I mean, and Mysterio did the same thing on Nitro with Nash back in the yeah. day. Pain I mean, Nash. and I, there's room for all of that, Joe. I mean, years ago, I was a big UFC fan. When UFC first started, that's how it was. It was a free-for-all. You're going to take this big dude and it's this little guy, you know, and, that, and see what happens. But I think that's why people gr- kind of gravitate towards AEW, because it is ultimately the alternative to wwe it is the the flippy shit it is the the guys who don't look like i mean joey janela doesn't look like a wrestler and i love joey janela so does chelsea green yeah she does um i mean jungle boy come on jungle boy murray murray jungle boy's more than just a flyer though he's he can actually go on the mat too. he can't he's got to work on his promo skills he's no dylan that's why he's got christian he's no dylan from 90210 i thought you were gonna say dylan uh, hornswoggle (laughs) no not that i he sucks i don't like swoggle Hey, he showed up at GCW. Yeah, and the crowd went mild. It was that was. Uh, <laughs> I I love what Cardona's doing in GCW, and I know you're a big Genoa fan. Number one, that match went way over way time, t- which I think was what caused the t- last two matches to go extremely short and seem very rushed. Uh, yeah, which you know Cardona is bringing eyes to the product. My son, as he calls him, the dirty guy, Joey Janela. He calls him the dirty guy. That uh, Murray loves yeah. the dirty guy. Uh, and I said, me too. One second. Hey, uh, Mindy Elam, why are you rolling your eyes at me? It's a Marco stunt. And yeah, it, Mindy, I agree. Uh-oh. Marco stunt's terrible, too. I don't want to see Marco's on his way out. He's going to do the ta- America's Got Talent or The Voice. Yeah, or he one was of those on things. the GC dub. Yeah, he showed up, but he's done with AEW, though. He's done with AEW. He tweeted, though, that this was his kind of his. I think he's GCW. He, he'll be there. Yeah, he's Janelle's guy. He's going to go wherever Janelle goes. Let me ask you this. We're We're kind of all over the place here. Give me your favorite moment from the Hammerstein show. Okay, real quick, Dwayne, uh, to answer your question, his contract expired. Marco Stunt, he's asking if he got released from AEW. But, no, his contract is coming up, so he's probably done. So, favorite moment from the Hammerstein, you ask? Favorite and least favorite. All right. I would say my my least favorite moment was any of the times people tried to murder Alex Colon in the ladder match. Shout out to Alex. Yeah, shout out to a friend of the show, Alex Colon. G. Ravers tried to sandwich him between a ladder. A.J. Gray did, I don't know what he was trying to do off that ladder on the a floor. A header? A header, yeah. <laughs> trying to be extreme because he's the extreme champion. So that would be my least favorite is just a lot of needless spots for uh, uh, for no real reason. And then my favorite moment, man, there were some good moments. Come on. Uh I've always got to go Nick Gage's entrance whenever he comes out. Even though he was 30 pounds overweight. I'm not telling him. Oh, well, no. <laughs> um, I'm going to do a shot here with our producer. He's back. He, he I saw I my yelled Pepsi tequila. Zero sugar. I put the tequila light up, and he, you know, 
Shout out to Casamigos, yes. sponsor. That the uh, Benejo. That'd be great if that was our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> we need to hook up some of these tequila companies to get some. Uh, hey, just put out there. If we ever do get merchandise, who would want to get a tequila nard shirt? Duh. Heck yeah, that'd be fun. Um, I'd for me, wear it. Yeah. yeah. For me, so my least favorite part of the show was them bringing Virgil out. Yeah. It didn't need to be done. It was just I, cheap pop. They brought him out at the Janela spring break a couple months back, and again, he can't move. He's I don't know what's happened to him, but over time, something has happened. Um, my favorite part, oddly enough, wasn't a GCW. I mean, it was it was seeing Sean Waltman. Yeah, he looked. I thought he looked great. I know you said he. You know, I think he was slipping on some of the garbage they threw in the ring. That could be. Yeah. Uh, it was a little he wet. Be, being in the NWA, he should be used to that. He should, but he is, you know, I thought he looked good. Yeah. He he threw a couple of kicks. I'm looking forward to seeing a, an in-ring return. And yeah. I, you know, I know a lot that people hate when the old guys come back. But for me, Waltman, I think the crowd popped huge for him out of everybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Other than friend of the show. Bill Alfonso. Bill Alfonso. Danny. You heard, you heard Kevin Gill. He's like, anybody hear that whistle? <laughs> <laughs> the lights go out, then you hear a whistle. It's like, oh, yeah, there's Fonzie. With Sabu. But we agree that maybe Sabu wasn't the best option. Yeah, we. I think we both agree, dude. I think I, they would have popped more if it was Van Damme instead of Sabu. Van Damme and then maybe old Katie out there twerking on the apron. I think or the crowd, you know. doing something with her their girlfriend, I guess you'd say. Oh, yeah, their little lady. Yeah. My problem with Sabu is he's, he's, phoning it, he's phoning it in at this point. You can tell. Sabu's there for a paycheck. He, was, yeah. he did it in Detroit. He comes out with the mask. I mean, Fonz even tried to raise his hand. He was like, nah, get away from me. And I love Sabu. I think, you know, we owe a lot to Sabu. We don't have a lot of the hardcore guys we do today without what he provided. Mm-hmm. I don't think he gets that. And I'll be honest, I don't think he's in a good place mentally. No, not his lady died. His partner year. died. He's had to retire. He can't do what he used yeah, to do. He's just got to show up, wait, wave to the crowd, and, you know, collect a paycheck. And I don't think he wants that. And it's unfortunate, but. You and I agree. I, yeah. You know, I thought there could have been more nods to ECW the other night. I know a lot of folks don't want that big Vin one early on, 911 yeah. son. Yeah. But besides that, I did like Cardona doing the Sandman entrance. Right, right. But what I didn't like is that was already teased. I read that like two days before. Somebody asked him about it, and he's like, oh, we were going to do it. And then he did yeah. it. I think they could have done well to have Dreamer show up. I thought so. That main event with the Briscoes, like you said, Dreamer and Bully would have been fantastic. Yeah. Or Dreamer oh. and Sandman. I don't even know if Sandman still wrestles. I don't. He could have came he out does, and threw a stick around, though. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne commented, Alley Catch was looking good. Yeah. Hey, Dwayne, I... We almost I've saw some few... areola from Alley Catch in that match. I'm drunk, Dwayne, but Alley Catch is thick, thick, and I like it. Two Cs. Yeah, she's a thick, thick. You guys are talking about, you know, them bringing back the old guys and... And I have to look to uh, to AEW this week. I mean, Jake the Snake. Oh, yeah. Sting barely able to get off the rope. I mean. Hey, but the Stinger. But, I mean, the crowd went wild for every one of those guys. And Mark will disagree. But what I love is they let Sting have his moment in an arena where in 1997 it was considered an embarrassment. It was Starcade, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. It was supposed to be his big I mean, they built Sting for almost a year, year and a half. Year and a half. He shows up overweight, out of shape. Bret Hart runs the whole damn no, thing. No tan. No tan. <laughs> but the other night, they said, 
let's take Darby out and Sting. You run this thing. Still no tan on Sting. No. For I, Sting's sixty years old, Joe. What he did in that fifteen minutes, I was okay with. Oh, he looked pretty good. I mean, for sixty, that table shot slowed him down though. When he did the table dive, he was. I the, think what he the had. What was the point of that? He had that look like crazy I'm too old, old for this shit. <laughs> but uh, Dwayne says Sting is sixty-two. So Dwayne's on the ball, man. Damn, Dwayne. Go, Dwayne. But uh, Dwayne Carr, I want to say it right here, right now. Mark hates it. I've been interrupting him the whole show. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Dwayne is officially the number one fan of uh, Hairband or whatever the fuck. Hairbanger's ball. ball. Hairbanger's ball and jumping the rail. You're not the commander here, Dwayne, but we'll give you a title of something. I don't know. We'll figure <laughs> Wasn't it out. Wasn't he Sergeant buddy. Carter? Like He's like Sergeant pile? Carter there. I like that. Sergeant Carter. That works. <laughs> That's what he is with hairbangers. I, he, which he I give him. Be. I always send him gifts of Sergeant Carter from Gomer Pyle. Yeah. And he always gets mad at me. But, <laughs> Dwayne's uh, the man, though. Dwayne, yeah, we like Dwayne. Dwayne. He, Dwayne, Dwayne we're going to get still, Dwayne on. We still got Dwayne's whistle, by the way. He won when we had Fonzie on. He won his the whistle. His whistle? No, his Fonzie oh. whistle. Oh, over the line. Look, I got looked at. Damn. But uh, if there's one good thing about Sting on Wednesday, it's that he didn't face pin. Paint? It's that he did not pin anybody. They let he let yeah. Darby get the fall because Sting has been really lame, just beating all the young talent, which Mark ideally hates. wouldn't happen. Mark hates. I yeah, I really enjoyed the rap though, the acclaimed rap. Ugh. See, and you like Bowens, but I think uh, Caster. Yeah, he's the guy. He really is. Caster's the guy. You know, I'm something of an authority on rap music, as you know. Yeah. Uh, Max has no flow, man. I, I have to agree with you. I'm it's, sorry, Mike. I, that was one I Hey, like, guys. I Vanilla know Ice and Weird Al is not hip-hop, okay? So hey, I listen to Snow, sir. Yeah, and former Licky <laughs> Boom Boom Now, buddy. But uh, I, I know, as a musician, I know a thing or two about rhythm, and Max does not have it. Now, on the other hand, uh, Bowens, I think, is one of those total package guys. In, in the ring, he can talk. He's got a great look. And Thank you, Mindy. He's a great athlete. Mindy agrees with me. <laughs> the claimed are hilarious. Are they supposed to be, though? They're supposed to be heels. They're supposed to be hated, not laughed at. Well, I don't you know. You laugh at heels. You, you laugh at heels. I mean, but not because not they're funny. But you're supposed to laugh at them and ridicule. We're on the AEW train. I don't know what your format is. I didn't see it. And I, I don't really, care. I'm kind of shoot. I got two things on my format. All right. <laughs> so yeah, GCW and the Rumble. Let's talk about Rampage. Did you watch Rampage? I actually did not watch Rampage. I was I wasn't home. I want to talk about Hook. Are they sending Hook? I, he, they sent him. Hook is awesome. Who did they work on? Serpentico, Rampage? Snake Man. Ah, Snake Man. So and he it, went and shot some bullshit streamers out of his hands, and we my whole family watched it. Like they're all on the hook did? train. No Serpentico, oh. I wish Hook did. <laughs> and so he shot these streamers, and Hook grabbed him, and Serpentico is all wrapped up in these streamers, and Hook just slams him around like Testo. What I loved at the end though was QT came out. QT uh-huh. starts talking all this shit, and he literally Hook grabs him and tosses him. Looks at him and walks straight Taz. Old school Taz. Looked at him like, eh, dude, get out of my way. Yeah, I'm, I'm digging what they're doing with Hook. But I want to see him with somebody Legit. that will test him. Legit, yeah. Like, I mean, Bear Bronson is a big guy. It's impressive when he throws him around. Give me somebody. And I'm not Archer. even talking. I'm not even saying Archer. I'm Hobbs. Saying, In his own you know, team. I would like to see. I, I could see that. I could Cage. see. Come on. No, it's not Cage. Cage is probably on his way out. Mark? 
Now I'm I'm trying to think somebody like closer to his size that can go hold for hold with him. Pillman. Pillman Jr. would be a good one. I, I, give me I've Malachi. Pillman Jr. Like what about uh, old boy from the Dark Order that you like? Uh, 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 Grayson. Garrison, that's yes. a good one. Give me that. Tony Khan, I know you're listening, buddy, because you're a big fan. Give me uh, Stu Grayson versus Hook in the near future. I got the Hook shirt. I'm on the Hook. I'm a hooker. You're, I'm you're, a hooker. You're a hooker? I'm you're a on, cheap hooker. You're on the Hook bandwagon. But, uh, but yeah, I think Hook, I, I see so much upside in Hook. I Dwayne can't wait said to see we're Hooker. cracking him up tonight. Well, Dwayne, we are funny. That's because Not we brought Tequila Not as funny Narge. looking as Joe. Tequila Narge. If you got to see Joe, then you'd be laughing. I mean, some people are funny and some are funny Joe has, uh, he gave us our passes to the gun show here. Get the, get the arms out. He's got the Braun Strowman shirt on, the Adam Shear Titan shirt. The one that looks like him, kind of, yeah. if he grew his beard it out. Is, it yeah. does look a little bit like me. <laughs> so why not... You're talking about somebody take on the hook. Why not? The guy that just returned that was, you know, everybody's saying, he, you know, he's gone for two months. I mean. Archer? No. That's what I said. I don't know. Um, Dean. Ambrose. Moxley. Am- Moxley. Oh, Moxley. Why? Well, and that's Moxley. the thing. I mean, they're that's, building hook that's up. A, that's an upper echelon. Really got to work his way up to Moxley. And do you agree with that? Do you think uh, the slow build for hook's the right thing to do? Or do we? Or do, think, you, do you I throw say, him in the deep end? I say medium build. Yeah. But that's Get one him. of the things I like about AEW is they do the th- crazy th- shit, th- right? The yeah. But but they jump they jump too early sometimes. Do you think Moxley and Brian Danielson is the right? I mean, we've no. seen that. Um, so that's over. We've seen that because we saw that with the Shield, right? Yeah, that, that was, was that was nine years ago. It was, but. I mean, when these guys go to new companies, I'll you want to see them do but, new things. I'm surprised Cody but, doesn't have his hands on. Here's the thing, hook. though. We have not seen this Brian Danielson with this John Moxley before. That's true. So I'm okay with it. I want to point this out, and I'm not a body shamer by any means, but I thought Moxley looked too lean, if that makes sense. It looked yeah. like he, he looks, sat around opposite of Nick Gage. He, he looks good. I don't think he bulked. Like He didn't muscle he up. he bulked, but, he, but he's cut. He's lean. He's leaned out. Yeah, he's, he's lean. Great, yeah. He, or Nick Gage was the opposite and sat around and ate Pizza Hut for three months. And now well, he's he had the up, pizza cutters. But yeah. maybe that makes Moxley faster. With uh, Mox. Mox reminds me of The Miz when he came back from Dancing with the yes. Stars. He was in great shape, but he wasn't in ring shape. And I hate to say this, but I thought Moxley looked best before he hit rehab. <laughs> I thought bloated Moxley looked like a legitimate hardcore wrestler. Blue collar Moxley. Yeah. You're not saying get Moxley back on the sauce. No, but, uh... but I thought he had that look like the guy at the end of the bar who everybody's like, Fuck with that guy. Right. That's what he looked like. Now he looks like the guy out running marathons every weekend. I'll tell you, here's what I would like to see. And this is assuming that they come to AEW, which, you know, for all intents and purposes, they should. Give me the Briscoes against Moxley and Kingston. I love it. Mm-hmm. That That's a brawl. That's an all-over. That's the same fight we saw last weekend. Mm-hmm. Mindy here says Hook and Adam Cole. It'd be a good match. Mm-hmm. And for me, dollar for dollar right now, my favorite wrestler in the entire world is Adam Cole, baby. Oh, I thought so. My, Murray, he's four. And Murray will walk around the house and he would say, Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. He's four. Boom, daddy. You can check that out on the Tastic Voyage Ooh. YouTube channel unboxing <laughs> video where I got an Adam Cole t-shirt. Hey, but Mindy just threw out one that I really like. She says, Hook and O'Reilly. Oh. Give that, that's oh, what I'm that's talking about. That's a good about. match. Make that happen. 
That's Tony, fair. if you're listening, Mindy Elam needs to be on your creative team. Right. And why, why don't we have Hook, Hobbs, and Starks against O'Reilly, Fish, and Cole? That's the thing. I feel like Team Taz should be taken more legitimately. They literally have – they've got the powerhouse. they got a big guy. Mm-hmm. They've they got, got the guy with the looks and the move – or the mic work, yeah. Starks. And then you've got, you got your the enforcer. shooter, man. Hook, yeah. It's weird that the smallest guy in the group is the enforcer, but that's what it is. Hook is – You know what's crazy? You're not a TikTok guy, neither am I. No. I watched a video this weekend, though, where they've got – it's a TikTok thing where it's like be like Hook, and there's this principal. I don't know where he's at. And he comes in, he walks through the school, and he goes to his office and hangs over his chair, just like Hook does in the corner. So Hook's like a TikTok trend now, too. So I'll try to find it and share it on the page. You guys know where it's going, though, don't you, for real? It's it's going to go with the Hardy, the Hardy group. He, he just sold 51% to uh, Andrade. Andrade. Yeah. And you know that's, that's where it's going to end up. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I'm not a big fan. I'm, no, I'm not a fan of Jeff Hardy. But he's at his best when he's with his brother, and vice versa. Oh, it's coming. The Hardy Boys are coming. Hardy's FTR, Bucks. I told you, at some point, Tony has one of the four best tag teams in the world. You get the Hardys. You got FTR. Penta and Phoenix, once they're better. Right, the Bucks. And the Bucks. Mm -hmm. You do a fatal four-way. That's it. That main event's any pay-per-view. It goes down. I mean, it's the four best tag teams in the last 15 years. Can I throw – I've and I agree with you. They could have the best tag team division in the past 25 years. If they get the Briscoes, if they – Throw the Briscoes. Yeah. Can't have a five-corner, but we could really do something. You here. could if you had the six-sided ring from TNA. Would you Would you put the Briscoes in and get rid of Penta and Phoenix? No. No. Because okay. the Lucha Brothers are that good of a team. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to throw a booking idea at you because we were talking about Team Taz. Suppose – uh, we had talked about the possibility of Starks and Hobbs splitting away from Taz and Hook. Yeah. What if they did it where instead of that, there's another outside influence comes in and gets Hook away from Team Taz? You're talking about Lil Alfonso. I'm talking Fonzie, Daddy. Well, who's he go with? Justice and Warner? No, I'm just saying just Hook Fonzie. with Fonzie. Just, Why just like not? his dad did. I built your dad up. Right. I made your dad, Daddy. Yep. You know? Uh, Fonzie, I'm, if you're, I'm sorry about my horrible Fonzie impression. But. It really does. I mean, it writes itself, though. Fonzie comes in. Right. He's a perfect personality. He, he said on this show away. he would do it. He'd to be open to Hook it. away. Yeah. Because Hook is young. I don't know how smart he is. Yeah. <laughs> he could be impressionable. He's what, well, I mean, he built Taz up, and then he turned on him. Right. Does Sabu have a son? Uh, Sab- <laughs> Sabu's lucky to have somewhere to live, I think, at yeah. this point. Do you think Tony Khan would ever bring in Rob Van Dam? I, I bet that's been discussed. I bet Tony's a Katie guy. I don't know. He I'm a Katie like, guy. I don't know. He <laughs> seems a little too too meek and mild for Katie. I think Katie would eat him alive. I wish. Sometimes I, that's the best thing. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we've... <laughs> oh, if boy. anybody doesn't know who Katie Forbes is, I'll share some videos to the page for that, too. We actually met her, so... Random story, Rachel and I are at WrestleMania 32, and I remember seeing her, and I'm like, who is that? I like a big booty, and uh, yeah, the rest, Mark's... Jugtastic. Yeah, Jugtastic. I'm like, who the hell is that girl? And my wife's like, I don't know. I was like, oh, but Rob Van Dam's over there. Let's go see him. So Rob is on the other side of Katie at the WrestleCon, 
And that's where they met. That's literally where this started was WrestleCon. Rob's on your side. He's got his new balances on and his white socks up to his knees. Looks like somebody's dad. Yeah, and Rob's over there doing his thing. And then there's Katie and her twerk outfit back there. And now they're like a thing. And Rob Rob is living his best life. I mean, Rob Van Dam. He's living a lot of people's best life. He is living every 30 to 40 Fifty year olds <laughs> best life, right, Joe? Yeah, married married to Katie Forbes. They've got a beautiful girlfriend, from what I understand. <laughs> Dwayne Carter Dwayne, I know you're a Katie guy. You're a Katie guy, a Naya guy. Hell you might be a Dwayne Johnson. He's an alley guy. catch guy know. from the sounds of it. But uh so yeah, we've so we've we've touched on a lot with AEW and G C W and Tequila and things like that. There's uh my wife just told me don't drive tonight. She is listening. <laughs> Rachel, you know I like the thick backside. That's why we're married. Cassie Lee. Who the hell's Cassie Lee? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? She's the talented one of the two. That other guy with the chair, he sucks. Oh, I thought you meant uh, Billy Kay. No, Cassie. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. But I thought you were but talking Cassie's about other, more talented than me. Her other half got Sean Punk's knee to his face last week. Right. And I he- bet they hated that. He went from WWE, always oh, misused, mm-hmm. to getting beaten about eight <laughs> seconds MJF's by, you know. Whipping boy. But, uh, so you like that, huh? Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Look at them little six-packers. <laughs> but you got to see the backside, Joe. Oh, I have. All right. If, should, we're going to get Joe on the page. <laughs> there it is. She used to have a money cannon, Joe. She came out with a thing. It was like a gun, right, Mark? Yeah. And she'd shoot dollar bills, and she'd twerk while she shot it. That was the best. It, it that was the best impact ever was. I've seen that at the club. Yeah. <laughs> Did she ever do donkey shows in uh, Tijuana? Yeah. <laughs> no hablo español. Uh, we've, we've taken a turn, <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna do a full U-turn here. So we got other things to talk about, Narge, and uh, we could go on about GCW and AEW all night long. But business is business, and uh, <laughs> this uh, this Saturday we got the Royal Rumble coming up. So I wanted to get into this. We're, we'll get into the actual event Saturday here in a bit, but I don't know about you. The Rumble's one of my favorite pay-per-views every year. But oh, I mean, the first eighty-eight to 08, it was perfect. It was it was great. It's kind of fallen off the last few years. Uh, the Thunderdome didn't help, but like the one where McIntyre won was great, and the the women's matches being added to it has added something to it so i wanted to put i'm gonna put it to both of you guys best rumble ever and i think i know narge's answer well see so that's tough are we talking rumble or the overall show let's first let's do overall show overall show for me is 2000 my favorite match of all time i go back and forth i always say hogan warrior is the one that really it sticks to me hogan warrior six cactus jack triple h just uh, perfect i mean it's perfect from start to finish yeah. it is a symphony of destruction mm-hmm. shout out to megadeth <laughs> um that one there so you've got that but the show starts with kurt angle and taz and i remember as a kid ordering this pay-per-view and that heartbeat boom 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 and i remember sitting there and my friends didn't have a clue because I, I was an ecw guy and i'm like right. holy shit I'm like, it's Taz. And that from there, I mean. They said Taz. Yeah. The rest of the Taz with two Z's, brother. Uh, The rest of the show, I was sold. That probably my favorite Rumble overall. But favorite Rumble match, 
1992, right? Ric Flair? I, yeah, I, it's got to be. I mean, he comes out. Heenan loses his mind. No, no, no. This is not fair to Flair. Not fair to Flair. This, to Flair. this was night. literally, this. you got your wish. Hogan played heel. He pulls Sid Justice. That no, beautiful there, baby face, Sid Justice. There is no playing over. heel with Hulk Hogan. He was just a dirty bastard for most of his career. eight listeners right now. That's awesome. Um, uh, Keith Gibson uh, says uh, 92 Rumble greatest match ever. Greatest Rumble match ever. Keith, you were pulling for Sid, right? I was a Sid guy, man. I've always been a Sid guy. Sid is a fool because they wanted to make him the next Hogan. They wanted to make him the, the top babyface, but he wouldn't do it. He wanted to be a heel. And he's a great heel. He's a good heel. Fantastic. He's, I always I liked him as a heel. Psycho but, Sid was one of the best characters but of all time. I loved Psycho Sid as a babyface, though, in 96. Yeah. I remember that with the, the fist bumps. Doing the fist and, bumps and the whispery promos. We were teaching that to Murray this week. Murray yeah. got a Sid Justice for his birthday. and Oh, yeah. So, Joe, uh, favorite Rumble match, actual Royal Rumble match. Well, first I have to mention my favorite moment. I mentioned it to you earlier. Titus O'Neil running out, <laughs> tripping and sliding under the ring was probably one of the best things I've ever seen. Was that the Saudi one? That was the, the, greatest, the greatest Royal Rumble in yeah, Saudi Arabia. The greatest Royal Rumble ever. And that was the greatest entrance to a Royal Rumble ever. Um, but just because you got that organic reaction from like Graves oh, on commentary. Yeah, I mean, it was, just, it was perfect. Um, once, once they knew he wasn't dead. Yeah. Because <laughs> he could have easily gone headfirst into the metal frame and then you know you mentioned the match you mentioned earlier that had all of the greats um that comes to mind for me i know mike likes some of this this new wrestling stuff but i i'm, I'm old school you know the what was the match you mentioned 92 yeah no before that um oh shit uh it had um Joe, you promised us you wouldn't do this. I, I told you, man. Get out. This, this damn memory thing. Uh, what was the match you mentioned earlier when we were sitting at the table? Um, oh, crap. Oh, both of you. <laughs> I don't remember what I had for breakfast. Which Rumble are we talking The one with Chris Benoit? You can't talk about him. No, no we can't. We can't, no, no. as long as we, we just can, talk about the in-ring. Oh. But no, it was like it was like several of the greats were there. Um, Is this one where Cena came back? At- yeah, it may have been. But- 08 with uh, Taker and Hunter and... Michaels and all them. So the one I'm talking about is where Rock and Big Show went over the top. That was 2000. That's what you're talking about? No, 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 no. And it, it we'll s- get there. Yeah, no. You brought it up, and that's We've the only got reason. Thirty to go through. <laughs> uh, you, you, you'd brought it up, and that to me was one of the ones that stuck out because it just had so many of the, the you know, the old classic guys in it. Um, and for me, that's that's kind of where where I end up is, you know, you you got Hogan against the. Uh, Ultimate Warrior, you got Randy Macho Man Savage. That's the early ones, 91, 92, right? Hogan won back-to-back, right? Hogan won back-to-back. 90, 91? 1991, yeah. Because Big John was 89. Those are some of my favorites. I mean, those are, to me, I was there, you know, right in the moment, seeing that live as as a young man. And and for me, that's like like classic for me. And and, and so that's where I come in at, I think, probably in those areas. Yeah. See, I'm I'm agreeing with Narj. '92 is my favorite Rumble match, just because if you look at just the roster of talent in that match alone, you got Bulldog, Michaels, Tito, Flair, DiBiase, Hogan, Savage, Slaughter. It was kind Jake, of the you know? the bridge between Hulkamania to yeah, yeah. And that was Michael's first big show as a heel because he that just the one where they had Mark- like eight guys on each team. No, no, that's Survivor Series. Okay, because I was like. 
that was they almost overloaded those is what i thought you know they it's like they were really trying to throw everything they could at it to see if it stick but the rumble yeah well you know you got you got 30 guys in there but uh you can get away with that in a royal rumble here's a hot take i enjoyed the 40-man rumble then i thought they should have expanded that that's one Alberto Del Rio won. You remember that? I don't I know do. if he deserved yeah. it. Santino should have won. Um, I love Santino. I love. Do you, it. do you not agree? I think forties a say. I mean, people want surprises, right? Yeah. Give us ten. Give us ten surprises. Nah, ten surprises is too many. All right, let me ask you this then. I, I disagree I with you, so. but uh, best. You you said that best pop for a rumble, rumble match. Yeah, I've got two. Uh. Honestly, one happened six years ago today. Six years ago today, or yesterday. One just happened a few years ago for me. Uh, Edge coming back. Edge yeah, coming Ed, back was a big. Edge coming back one? was a big one for yeah, me. I know what you're alluding to. AJ in 2016. AJ Styles, but that was, that was a very good surprise. You know which one was awesome? Uh, wait, let me let me tell you mine first. All right, 2011 Diesel. Yeah, I was gonna say yes, <laughs> Big Daddy, cool. Holy shit. And Booker T both came back in that. That The roof went off the place. He came out there cool as shit. Didn't tear a quad. Tightened the glove <laughs> and the cloud. I, that was it. Between AJ and Diesel, those were the two biggest pops. And you I've guys ever. have your favorites. Seen in 08, too. Throughout the years. Maven eliminating The Undertaker. <laughs> Big Daddy Diesel is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Me too. Time. Joe, so, I'm a big Nash guy. So we agree. And a lot of people hate Kevin Nash. They think I, Kevin killed, you know. I love Nash. Nash Kev- is one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Yeah, great guy. He was in GCW two weeks ago, yeah, three weeks ago. People hated it. People are like, why'd you bring him out? They always, bu- that quad bullshit. The thing is, he showed up. He put over Alex Shelley. He didn't even talk about himself. He no. put over the company. Nash has always been that kind of guy. He's yep. a bit. He understands yes. the business. Yeah. I'm a Nash. I love Nash. When I was they, always a when Nash the, guy. When the, when the uh, um, GX or DX came back, he stood in the background and let everybody else have their moment. Just kind of just 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 strolled around. Yeah, I loved it. He's always been a game a, a team player. Yeah, and the best thing that he ever did was beat Goldberg. Yeah, <laughs> and even though he everybody said it wasn't craps his idea. On it. Everybody always craps on it because he was the booker. But somebody had to. Somebody had to. Goldberg. I mean, he had to lose sometime. And who was it going to be other than Nash at that point in 98? That's what I'm saying. Hogan would have been the right guy to do it. Disagree. But but Hogan had lost steam at that point. Hogan didn't need that. No, he didn't. At that point in his career. What I like about Nash is, I don't know. I'm getting distracted. But I've met a lot of professional wrestlers over the years. And I have two that are my top. And Hulk Hogan is number one. I met Hogan, no. and people shit on Hogan. Hogan was so nice to me. What what mattered the most to me is he was nice to my son. All right, He was nice to Kyler. He talked to Kyler the whole time. He shook my hand, and he went right to Kyler. Uh-huh. People shit on Hogan. You know who else did that? Kevin Nash. Yeah. Kyler was scared of him. And Kevin's like, oh, come on, buddy. Come on. You know, do that. You know who else? Number three, Sabu. Kyler scared to death. I think it's three or four. And Sabu's like, come on, buddy. Put your arm up. Do it like this. And I've got a picture of Kyler. Clinging to his mom for dear life, but he's like, and that how cool is that? And I talked a lot of shit about Sabu earlier, but he really did. He like tried to comfort Kyler and make him, you know. And I thought that was so cool. Now our, we went a few years ago to Romeoville for a pro wrestling blitz show that had yep. some guys there, and Kyler was what three, four years old then. 
Yeah, four or five probably. So he was still very much a John Cena guy, and you'll know what anecdote I'm telling here. Yeah. And uh, so the only thing he knew how to do was John Cena's pose like this. So the three fingers and the, the three okay. And, yeah. And uh, so we all got to meet, like, Hall and Nash were there, Chavo Bischoff. was there, Bischoff, Al Snow, and the Dudley boys were there. Yep. And I went and I got my picture with them, very cool guys. And then I look back because Narge and Rachel and Kyler are right behind me, and Kyler's being shy like he is, and they go take the picture. And Kyler does the only thing he knows how to do, which is this. Which happens to be the which worked out. <laughs> but early, I mean, the very first guys we meet are Hall, Nash, and Bischoff. Yeah. And if you wow. see the picture, it's me and Rachel. And I always tell Kyler, I've got actually have like a canvas of it in my basement. And I'm like, Kyler, you were there too. And he's like, Where am I at, Dad? I said behind Scott Hall on the ground, going, <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> yeah, we might have to get you to put that picture up on our Facebook page in order for you guys with the Bedleys. Both times we've met Kevin Nash, Kyler hid himself. We wow. met Nash the year before at Pro Wrestling Blitz. Yeah. It was Nash and Steiner, Big Papa Pump. And uh, you can see Kyler's arm. I'm literally holding a kid. You can't see his head, but you can see his arm and leg. It's very creepy looking. I was like, Kyler, both times we met Kevin Nash, you hid. So I've never met Kevin Nash at an event, but when I lived in Florida, I ran into him somewhere. And I didn't fanboy, because I don't fanboy, but I just was like, wow. And he's like, hey, how you doing? That was it. No weird stuff. No running. No, I mean, no, I could have probably no walked Hollywood. up. And, I could have probably walked up and taken a picture. He was so cool about it. I mean, he's just the, down to earth. The thing is, a lot of guys are like that. I have only had one negative experience with a pro wrestler my entire life, and it happened at the Mall of America in Minnesota. This was during the height of the Attitude Era. I think it was in the eighth grade. I just graduated. We went up for my uncle's wedding, and we're walking through the mall, and I'm like, I remember looking at my mom, and I went. Oh my God. So that's X Pac. She's like, Who? I said, That is X Pac. He was in the cell phone store buying a cell phone. My mom's like, Yeah, right. She walks up to him. She goes, Are you X Pac? He's like, Yeah, lady. And I'm buying a phone. Beat it. Well, that's her fault. That was. <laughs> that's all your and mom. I'll never, I'll never forget. I was like, X Pac's a dick. And you know what? Years later, I hear him on the radio, and Xbox sounds so genuine and cool. But I think back then he was kind of on the sauce, and right, he was doing he his thing. That wasn't when he like went to the ring corner. That right after that, was no, it? no, no, this, no. Is, <laughs> this was literally like this right after he, This was right after he joined DX, Joe. So he's at the height of his career. This is not one, two, three, kid shit. This is Xbox, Xbox. DX, but he's his, buying a flip phone. You know, he's not bigger than he is at this point. Yeah, this is, is the biggest he could be. And my mom was like, that guy's a dick. And I'm like, mom, he's trying to buy a cell phone. And she's like, oh, I don't give a shit. I don't care about, you know, my mom don't care. Right, right. But me, I just couldn't, I've never seen one. It was like seeing something out in the wild. You're like, who am I? I remember at Hooters here in Champaign, I saw Arn Anderson and Nathan Jones. Nice. And I didn't approach them. We were at Hooters. You know, they wanted wings and tits. Yeah. And I'm eat, like, no, nah, you know. I'm not going to bother double A and. Nathan. Oh, I couldn't have stopped if it was double A. I mean, I, I probably would have. Dude. <laughs> I mean, the, the the sense in my head would say, let him eat. Let Mark would have followed him to the bathroom. Yeah. I, no, no. Selfie, I have some... selfie in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we did, we never let you finish. So what's your favorite Royal Rumble? 92. Uh, my favorite Rumble match is 92. Uh, my favorite overall Rumble might be 2001. Which Who is, uh, that's the one Austin won his third. 
And uh, the main event was Triple H and Angle for the world title. Is that, thir- is that the one where he's, like, gone most of the show and comes back? No, that's 99. Is that the one where Vince wins? Yeah. Okay. But 01, that's the one that had Jericho and Benoit in the ladder match. Which is the one where Vince blows both of his knees out? 05. Yeah, see, look, you're an encyclopedia. Look, I haven't got to that part <laughs> God, yet. God, you nerd. <laughs> but uh, I told you, man, Wrestling Rain Man. That's what they call it. So... But uh, but no, oh one they had the Dudleys and Edge and Christian straight up for the tag title. It was just the card was stacked, and you got the Honky Tonk Man came out for the Rumble. Uh, I think Drew Carey was out there. I mean that here nor there, but just <laughs> then Triple H and Austin are going back and forth. Apparently the, the price show. was right. Yeah, Rain Man, who has the most eliminations? Go. Uh, well, technically Braun for the yep. greatest Royal there Rumble, but for an actual official Royal Rumble from the pay per view, it's Roman. I thought it was Kane. Nope, Roman, 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 beat him. Roman okay. got 12 in 2014. All right, give me a winner. Who wins this year? Uh, Kyler told me. Mm. Who the fuck did Kyler say? It was somebody off. He was like. Hook. <laughs> no, it was some. Yeah, it was seriously. Kyler's like, Dad, I think it's going to be Montez Ford. And I'm like, wow. Or, That's what? a hot take. Kyler? Wow. <laughs> it was seriously some like rando. Okay, so men's Royal Rumble match. Has he been announced? Has the winner been announced yet? The winner has not been announced yet. That's what I'm thinking. The Montez has been announced. Well, I know. He's in it. I so, think it's Johnny Knoxville. It's not going to be Johnny Knoxville. What? He'll do something with Sammy. Ding, 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 ding. But, uh, so who wins the men's Royal Rumble match? I don't know. That's some great commentary. So, <laughs> so, I got nothing. I guess the question is, is who's, who's Vince's next big push? Is it Orton? AJ Styles. You know, no. No, I'm sorry. Kyler said... It was going to be almost. I could see Vince going the almost route because he loves those big guys. Yeah, but the crowd's going to shh. I think it depends. I guess I should backpedal. First things first, the uh, the title matches were going to go a long way to deciding who's going to win the Rumble. So starting with the uh, universal title, Roman and Rollins, who do you got winning? It's got to be Roman, right? You would think. But it's gotta, I mean, they could swerve us. I'm, I mean, they could. I'm hearing a lot of talk. It's going to be Rollins. Is Rollins a babyface or a heel? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, right. exactly. He's, right? a, he's <laughs> a heel on Raw, but he's been doing babyface on SmackDown while he's with Roman. What's the deal with Owens? He's on the is cusp he a la- of... Is he a lackey or is he like bullshitting? He's on the cusp of the United States Championship, if you watched last night. But, uh, but no, the rumors I'm hearing is Brock's going to retain over Lashley. Yeah, it makes sense. And then Roman's going to lose to Rollins. Okay. And then Brock and Roman are going to go at Mania for the WWE title. So is Roman coming out winning the Rumble? Is that what you're saying? That's no. been That's been discussed. Oh, it's been thrown on. out. I hope not. So who do, who do they need to break up right now? They don't need to break anybody Riddle up. Riddle and Orton. If they're going to break exactly. anybody up, it needs to be Riddle and Orton. So I think it's going to be Riddle. And I think Riddle's going to get a title shot. I think Riddle is due. I think Riddle's due, number one. The I think Riddle's going to get a title shot, and Orton's going to flip a switch. I love it. I love it, Joe. Yeah. Riddle is due. Riddle's been due. Riddle's been due. Here's the thing, though. That's if, my call. If they break them up now, they're, neither one's getting close to a title shot. They're going to go to Mania. They got to wrestle each other, though. Yeah. Yeah, they have to. Or do they wrestle at the show before the show? Whatever that There's is. not a show before the show. Yeah, Those Rumble there's to Mania. a Saudi thing. They're doing the Saudi yeah, thing. Yeah, they still got that. And then yeah, but they, they'll save it for Mania, I think. It's a big enough but the deal. Saudis, Goldberg. But the Saudi show is called by the Saudis. Yeah, yeah. They, they basically write that show. Well, yeah, they wanted Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, yeah. Fucking dead. So. <laughs> I think. All right, so you're saying Roman Reigns? Is that what you're saying? That's what you said. Uh, that's what you said. I said that's a, that's a that's a possibility. Give me a name. Here's, 
Here's what I want. I think AJ whoever, Styles. Whoever wins the Rumble, I think challenges for the Raw title. Okay. And I think it's Riddle. I think it's AJ. I think it's Riddle. I, I, I love the Riddle. I would love it to be Riddle. I'm, I think it's so AJ. I, it's the first time he's been a baby in three years. Thing. Two if, years. If Rollins wins the title from Roman, it takes because he said he's going to take it back to Raw if he wins. So then you get AJ and Rollins at WrestleMania. I mean, just take my money now, man. That's, oh, AJ and Rollins? Yeah. yeah. So then, and then, you know, Roman will get his shot at Brock. Brock could probably be the one to challenge Roman. Hey, anybody listening, who, who's your pick? Who's your Rumble pick? I see some names listening. Mindy, Dwayne, uh, John, Among Brandon, others. anybody. Keith, who's winning the Royal Rumble this year? Joe says Riddle. Mark says AJ. I think it's AJ as well. I'd like to see an AJ and a Rollins. The match. thing is, I Joe, mean, as I agree with you, I think Matt Riddle is due. The crowd loves Riddle. A lot of people hate Riddle. Riddle's a heat magnet where he could win the belt, and they could easily flip him to a heel. Heel easy because Riddle people ne- hate him. Yes, Riddle needs to be the guy to turn on Randy in this. Oh tag yeah, team. has to be. Yes, has to be. Hit him with the scooter. <laughs> Not even the scooter. Just get rid of the scooter. Just beat the crap out of him. Yep. He's, a, he's an MMA guy. He can yeah. beat the hell out of anybody. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think yeah, it's I think it's got to be AJ. So we get Brock and Roman, and Brock then whoever wins the Rumble faces Rollins. That's what I think. Okay, I like it. I like it. All right. Hey, one other thing. Mm-hmm. Is Ronda Rousey coming back? I don't think so. No, not not yet. Uh, not, to, not, not to not not to WWE. I read it. I I think they want her. The women's Rumble is disjointed. Hey, all right. Give me your she women's. won't go to AEW. Give me there's nobody that can work. Well, with I her. think she hates WWE though. Give she me, never said she nah, hates nah, WWE. Nah, I just she think got she got pregnant. Does. Give me your women's rumble surprises. Uh, my, they run Mickey. Yeah, they, Medusa. Uh, I do like that Mickey's bringing the belt with her though. That's from what she said. Yeah. Uh, my biggest surprise is also my pick to win the thing, and that's Bailey. Bailey, yeah, mm. I like it. Then give me Bailey and Becky for the title. Is there any chance that the Sasha injury is a swerve? It's always possible, but she there's might, no chance she, Lita, Sasha's right? Too busy, like they're building Lita up. I so, think Sasha's too busy. She's doing movies and stuff. I don't think that's fake. I mean, I think so, she's going to be not there. I, mean, so, I think it's Ronda. Yeah. I really I, do. I don't know. I mean, she's had the kid. I I think we see Medusa. I really do. So you guys think the live push is over? Yeah, for now. It's done. I think it'll come. She can't cut a promo, around. Joe. And Alexa Bliss is an option. She's yeah. coming back with. There's She's a new been, character, yeah. some of evolving. She had a breakthrough in therapy yesterday. That's what I heard. Are there what? any men's surprises? Do you think we get Moose? No. It's uh, not going to be AEW. They've already said It that. won't be AEW. Uh, Cody's the only option that could have been, yeah. I think. Cody, like you said, Cody's a glory hound. <laughs> if it's an impact guy. Hey, I'm going to throw this out here, Mark. And this is, this. nobody's even discussed this. He was an impact guy a year ago. Ken Shamrock. Rumble and then Hall of Fame. I think that'd be a fun surprise, just for, just for nostalgia purposes. Absolutely, they, they've mentioned him for the Hall of Fame for years. Mm-hmm. What about what about Scott Steiner? What if Rick they, Steiner? What uh, if they did. It'd be a better chance to get Rick. I think Scott's Braun comes out and then Rick comes out. What if what I if it is Braun's somebody like um, he's in? Yeah, you know him and Kurt Angle both come back. Mindy agrees. Bailey. Yep. Bailey. Yeah. Uh, Angle possibly. I mean. Angle and Shamrock. I mean, bring that Angle back. Angle could come back. He's Angle and Shamrock, bring that shit back. I mean, come on. That'd be cool. Yeah, they never wrestled each they other. They never wrestled, but that's I know that's what I'm saying. That's so, what yeah. everybody's been talking about forever. I mean, that'd be a cool attraction anyway. But uh, I, I always count. They bring the logo up, and I'm always like, one, two, three, four. It's like, okay, how many surprises? And I think I counted last night there were 21 entered. 
So like, there's nine. Something like that. There's nine surprises. Nine. Yeah. Yeah, but I still. think... And the women was like ten. I think four is enough for surprises, but yeah, that's just that's just me. I think it's time that, and if they're really listening to what the fans are talking about, that, uh, you know. Vince is going to step back, and it's time for his for his boy to take over. So maybe he's coming in. Never going to happen. Vince will not step back until he's dead. Yep. Nope. Vince will have to he's, die because he's stubborn. Yep. So a, you don't think Shane might come in and? I don't think try Shane. To start I heard Shane's again. like not even in the I don't, picture. At this I don't point. think Shane wants to. Yeah. I think it's going to be Stephanie if it's anybody. Steph. But see, that's the biggest surprise. One of those two. Triple H. No. No, he's done wrestling after his I, heart well, surgery. Well, they said that, but is that bull- again, jo- Mark? You've been around long enough. Are we blowing smoke? Well, they won't let Lawler wrestle either. I know they should. <laughs> How about had that be for surprise? Here's a surprise for you, Corey Graves. Oh, he's cleared. Based on yeah, if he's clear. Yeah, based on the mouth he ran Monday night, they're building something with him. People thought last night Brock was going to jump him. You know, he yeah. was like, "Hey, you don't have the proper attire," and I think Brock said, "You me get naked, Corey." He's been talking shit for the last couple of years. It's coming. They've been I, getting him ready. It wouldn't surprise me if he pulls a Lawler at the desk and says, "Oh." I'm in, and you know, um, just don't get Saxton. I don't know enough about Corey. I, from what I understand, he he filled the CM Punk role there for a minute when Punk kind of stepped out. He was, he was a good worker when he was <laughs> when he was active. He submissions based guy basically. Eh, bored. Sounds like some MJF stuff. Bored. Uh, the stuff on the Indies, I didn't see a lot of, but he he wrestled all of our favorites like Punk, Hero, all those guys. All the guys who could work. Yeah. Okay. But like I said, I didn't see a whole lot of his stuff from NXT. I I saw it maybe like two matches when like he teamed up with Pac to win the tag titles for a bit, and then he wrestled Rollins I think on one show that I saw. But you know, you never know. Maybe he's been working. Maybe he's been training. He's got Carmella, so for whatever that's worth. It's worth enough. <laughs> I'd wrestle Carmella. Yes, I would. <laughs> Sign it up, WrestleMania. Me and Carmella. It'd be like Andy Kaufman. I'd you know. <laughs> You get to that intergender women's wrestling T-shirt. All right, we're where I said let's keep it to ninety. You said two hours. Are are do we need? Let's jump to the. You want to jump to the top ten, or you want to keep chatting? Uh, let's let's chat for a bit what? more. Yeah, Tequila Narge is doing good. I know, but everybody's <laughs> down the hallway. I want to go Tequila. They're not going. With them. They're not going anywhere. And you don't like. It's like you have to go to work tomorrow. Oh, look at Dwayne. He said, "Hey, now, <laughs> I teach the youth of America." I've done it three oh, times. You, today you chased the youth of America. <laughs> I did chase the youth of America. You, it sh- looked like twenty four seven title at the school. I was our truth, trying to chase Dana Brooke. At least you weren't Tazawa. <laughs> God, I love Dana Brooke. I do. I think she is a company woman too. She is. I think she's trying too hard though. Yeah. She is. I. Uh, she wants she to has. be. She wants to be the female Miz. The females. The females. But she's yeah. She's trying too hard. Or, you, is that the match we're getting at the Rumble? It's Beth and... Beth and Edge against Miz and Maurice. They, uh, Edge and Beth win, right? No. Um, unless Miz and Maurice win, and then they move it to Mania. Well, yeah, it has to be one of the two. It's got to be one of the Come two. On. I Well, it's going to set up the men versus the men, I think. And maybe the women versus the women? See, what I would have done is, you know, day one they had Miz and Edge. Should have saved the mix for the Mania. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. think they should have had that match. Day one, have Miz cheat to win, then have... The rematch at the Rumble, have Maurice trying to cheat for Miz, and then have Beth come out then. But I think Maurice is coming in. I think it's it's her turn to come in and and start wrestling. She is. She's she is. she's in the match. Yeah, but I mean, 
like, Joe, you mentioned you ain't watched Raw in a while. Oh, no, I don't know about that, but well, once. I She's been talking about it online. That's the only reason I mentioned it is I think she really wants to. She may, you know. And she's obviously still in great shape. Oh, yeah. Easy, easy tiger. <laughs> but uh, but no, what I would have done was at the Rumble have basically do the finish from day one at the Rumble and just have the match at day one be just a straight up have Miz win. But that's that's just me. Um, The talk for Texas has been Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. Do we get him before Mania? Do they, do they use him to build something. I think they. I think he's in that rock role for Mania. He's the host. The host. Who's he stunning? Paul Heyman. I think the Miz. Oh, that'd be nice. Oh, the Miz. Yeah. No, I like to see Paul Heyman. Get Who's stunned. the most hated? Oh, Heyman's like, kind of a baby face right yeah, now. Yeah, he is. That's true. Yeah, it's hard. Is he a baby face or is MVP? I don't even know. They're I'm kind so of confused. both toeing that tweener line right now. Austin has to stun the guy that annoys everybody. It's probably going to be Otis and Gable. That's pretty. I don't think you can stun Otis. Be... He might stun Gable, though. Otis I'll tell you misspelled what. a word last night, by the way. He I read did. that earlier. A mental. Yeah, a mental. He kind of messed that up a little Somebody bit. Somebody said it's a cheese. It's a, it's a style of Swiss cheese, apparently. <laughs> I which I didn't cheese. know that. I didn't know either. I, I never heard cheese. of the word. Oh, cheese is great. Cheese, I love cheese. But I do think that Chad Gable is doing the best work of his run so far. Like the stuff he's doing with Otis is the best thing he's done oh. in years. I'm glad to see him get a chance. I know there was talks that you know he wanted released and let out. And right, it's he, good. Well, they were making him fucking shorty G for now. Year. Stupid. They let him be him. Let him be a shooter. Be a wrestler. Him and Riddle. I mean, that's the perfect combo. They're both legitimate right wrestlers. And I didn't realize that Gable and Otis knew each other at Olympic camp. I didn't know and, that. they live by each other. I read. Yeah, Otis bought a house in the yeah. same. I guess they're best friends, but. I was reading this thing that Gable put out after they won the tag title saying that he'd known Otis since they trained for the Olympics together. But that's the problem with WWE. They don't have that division where Riddle and uh, and he can, can wrestle because they just don't have that middle weight. Have they had that pure championship like Ring of Honor? Like yeah. yeah. Um, that makes sense. They need, that's where the Intercontinental title is so important. And where and it's being it's wasted. A, it's being wasted. Yeah. And like they're doing more with the U.S. title than the Intercontinental title they're right now. They're doing more with Boogs than Nakamura. Yeah, they're really trying hard to get Boogs over. He looked like Freddie Mercury. I can't yeah. believe Nakamura's still there, to be honest. Now, Joe, and the thing is, ask Mark. I was I was a huge Nakamura guy when he came in, and now I'm like, yeah. oh, it's this guy again. He hasn't like really I don't know. I mean, they got to drop. He's he's dropping the belt suit. He he's has got, to. I would think so. They, I don't think they have anybody in mind to take it from. I think that's the reason he's had it for so long. Who who on SmackDown would take it from him? Give me a guy. Uh, I mean, the obvious answer is Sami Zayn. Ah, mm. I go with Happy Corbin. Oh, well, they're both heels though. You got to pick a baby face. What Nakamura's they, not heel. Wait, no, shoot. I'm what thinking, if they let Roman Corbin win? Insane. My, that's yeah, my fault. no, it's got to be Corbin. What if they let Roman win and Seth falls back to that? Well, the Seth will go back, back to Raw though. So then he'll be back in the Universal Title. It's got to be Corbin. Corbin's a, Corbin's a good call. He's due. He's due. His character sucks, but but he's getting it over though. Madcap, like okay. yeah, that's that's a little weird. Uh, trying, I don't know who else that's I, I mean, can think of. I mean, he's Corbin's Pat put McAfee. the time in. What Pat McAfee? No, not Pat McAfee. 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 <laughs> Mark hates it when I say that. I, I love his work. I I do think he'll be in the ring sooner than later. Maybe, hey, is maybe, there a chance we see Pat throw humble? Maybe we were on the same wavelength. There. Yep. Yeah, I can see it. Because McAfee, this, those two matches he's had. Hear me out. Pat and Corey Graves. 
Pat goes in 21, Corey at 22, and you've got the announcer. We've never had that. There's such a weird matchup, though. It is, but we've never had the Raw smack. You know, they both get up. He's like, that's eh, my turn, and now it's my turn. They kind of did that mm. in uh, 20... Oh, here we trying go. Trying to think a year. Here we go. 2011, or 2012, I'm Just sorry. Just Cole and Lawler. Or... Cole, Lawler, and Booker all came yeah, in back-to-back-to-back to back to back in the Rumble. <laughs> Booker don't count, though. Yeah. I mean... How I, dare you? I, so, right here, though, <laughs> Booker's in the Rumble. Oh, yeah. I guarantee uh, I, right I, I, yeah. I won't be surprised by that. Yeah. He was supposed to have his return. Uh, his show got canceled. He runs a company. Reality of Wrestling. And uh, had a COVID deal, and that's off. But that was, I think that was supposed to be his warm-up. Now, he ain't getting a warm-up. It's the Rumble. Do we see Stevie Ray? Do we get a Harlem Heat reunion? I don't know. They had their farewell match, finger quotes, last either last year or the year before. Man, I'd love Harlem it. That, I think oh, I'd be all, I'd be all for it. it. You know, I, if the Rumble was in Dallas. But right. I don't, where's the Rumble? Or Harlem. Or it's in St. <laughs> Louis, right? Rumble's in St. Louis. Mania's in Dallas. Yeah, who from St. Louis could come and be, you know, there's no Harley anymore. There's, there's no, no Harley. Bob Jr.'s done. Or, yeah. There's uh, so really no St. Louis well, guy, Matt, Matt right? Seidel, I guess. Yeah. Nah, we Delirious. <laughs> I love Delirious. No, that's Yeah, but you could almost call an Illinois, an Illinois guy down there for that. Yeah, CM Punk. Yeah. Matt, Matt Hughes. Hughes. No. <laughs> Matt Hughes. Matt all right, We're, we should go to the top ten. Let's, We're getting yeah, off. It, you know what? Let's go to our top ten. We've uh, we've actually done surprisingly well for having no. Uh, basically, we have, we've been a rudderless ship for most of this. We episode. have averaged quite a good group of listeners tonight, and I want to say we really appreciate. Yeah, that. I mean, all intents, all for all intents and purposes, it's been a really funky Brandon, day. Brandon Hayes says Bob Orton's coming out with his cast on. He might, man, hell, he may hit Riddle. Maybe. <laughs> okay, then I'm going to call Sid Vicious. Joe, I would love to that see would be great. Sid come Just out. Just keep his ass on the mat. On the mat, <laughs> keep yes. Him, keep him away from those but ropes. I, I could see that. I could see Sid Vicious. I really wish Sid would have told them years ago, I'm not fucking doing he that. He should have, because they tried. They forced him to do that. The thing is, is I think WWE would have picked him back up. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. He'd have been, you know. He would have been a cornerstone of the invasion angle. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yep. But I could see that coming. I could see it. So, yeah, I could see Sid for a one-off. He's done it before. For uh, me, I think, I think you get Booker. I really think we get a Steiner. We've already saw Rick. Man, I'd love to see him come out with I'd, the headgear. I'd love to see Scott do it, but I think he's burned his bridge with Vince, so it's yeah. got to be Rick if it's going to be anybody. And I, I'm hoping Rick and Braun, they uh, they they build the bridge. Well, let me ask you this: Is there anybody else from NXT you think will be in the Rumble? I've got a couple. La Knight, La Knight, and I say Grayson Waller. Yep. I think Grayson comes. At, well, shit, see, we predicted AJ, but does Grayson come out and throw AJ out? I don't know. I think they've kind of done their program the because only, they had the match at uh, NXT. The only other one I would say he's been there a long time is Cameron Grimes. He's been there a long time. Yeah, I can see it. He'd definitely get a pop. But Braun Breaker, for sure, he's the biggest name on NXT. Yeah, yeah. and he would definitely impress a lot of people in there. Chompa and Dunn, are they in or are they, they, nah, they stick in the I, main I think, event? I think they're sticking, the, <laughs> they're sticking to NXT. Dark shows, yeah. But Braun, I think he'll go and he'll he'll throw people around, really impress people. Because I've told you this before, he'll he's on the main roster by the end of the year. Oh yeah, maybe by the end of who takes the spring. belt? Does Waller take the belt from him? Waller could. Uh, they've been really pushing or Tony Carmelo. D. Carmelo. Yeah. Uh, you know, your guess is as good as mine in this case. You know, I mean, hell, you could even put it on uh, what's his name, Duke Hudson. 
the poker and player. Who's the guy with the U on his shirt? I, does he uh, wrestle? Oliver Chase is his name. Does he wrestle? He does wrestle. Oh, he's uh, he's new. They're still building him up. Hey, Mark's back. He didn't bring tequila though. No, he didn't. What the <laughs> hell? All right, so we've Wally got nowhere to so, be. Narge, I think it's time for our top ten Tuesday. Well, Mark came here at the end without tequila, but we'll let him join. Yeah, might as well. Mark showed up sans tequila because Mark drank tequila. You didn't drink at all, did you? So we got tequila Narge and Can tequila Can we just Marco. have that conversation just... offline? We're going to have to text somebody. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So oh, let's... you didn't know? So let's get into our top ten Tuesday this right. week. And uh, let me get my notes up here because I do have notes because I am Mr. Prepared. It, it's a top ten... Of the Royal Rumbles, it's correct? Top ten individual Rumble performances, and I'm sticking just to the traditional Royal Rumble. I don't have the greatest Royal Rumble in this. Did Hulk Hogan ever appear in a Royal Rumble? He won two. He won two. Did The Rock ever appear? He won one. Hang on, John Cena, two, won twice. Steve Austin, three, three the most. Thrice. Okay, so so number one for you people that are listening to me, which is like. All of you guys are listening. Steve Austin and whatever Royal Rumbles he did, he wins. That's it. That's fine. It's over. But go ahead, Mark. All right. So, like I said, this is just individual performance in one Rumble match is my criteria here. Because, you know, I always have to have rules. Number 10, Maven. No, no not Maven. <laughs> oh. For what he did to that poor popcorn machine, I'll never forgive him. Uh, so, number 10, I got Ted DiBiase from 1990. Oh, yeah. Came in number one, went 45 minutes. Uh, he had bought number 30 the year before, so they basically, <laughs> the, he said the Gestapo basically picked his number <laughs> for him and gave him number 30, or, or number one. And The Gestapo? Well, if you, I, uh, in a manner of speaking. Are we, are we talking about the guy that's in the WWE right now that just picked up the name of a Nazi? Oh, no. Oh, we didn't even get into oh, Gunter. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, hang on. We'll get, into, we'll, we'll get into that once we're done with the top ten. All right, fine. Go there. But, so, number ten is Ted DiBiase from 1990. Number nine, I've got Diesel from 1994 mm-hmm. because he didn't win, but he eliminated seven consecutive guys, I guess they came in, just came in, just the loud. That's before awesome. he won the belt, right? Yeah. If you have to deal with seven guys in a row, you may You're be Joe. in the porn industry. Jenna Jameson. Yeah. Or you might be Joe. No, no, no. That's that. Don't do guys. All right. Number eight. I got Roman Reigns from 2014. This is the one where he eliminated 12 guys. Uh, last guy eliminated before Batista won. And that's really kind of, that was his coming out as a single wrestler because he'd been doing the Shield thing for the year before. I was looking at Mark, and he's yeah, laughing. I, yeah, Mark's thing. coming out over there on his own. <laughs> he did 12 guys, and then he, he came out. out. Came out he came 12 out guys. against 12 guys. You do realize if you come out against 12 guys, they should have all Effie. I see is, oh, your name is Splatter. They should have Effie come out and, you know, drill. Dude, dude you know what? Oh. I think Vince is scared of Effie. I would, I would gladly accept Effie into my close friend circle because I believe he is the future of Harmony in wrestling. Effie, we want to be your friend. Mark, you weren't here, so we watched the show Saturday at the Hammerstein, and the promoter right. of the show, Brett Lauderdale, right. GCW, at the beginning of the show, he said he was so glad to have Effie on his team, and his right. goal for 2022 was to make wrestling as gay as fucking possible. And the well, crowd fucking blew their mind. You know? uh, so, obviously, I am, you know, all the positive things in the world, and I don't know if as gay as possible is exactly where I would go, but I would I would go to as acceptable as, as accepting possible. as possible yeah. because I believe that every sport, every industry, every job, every goddamn McDonald's you worked into, 
should be accepting. And I'll tell you this. Not only did they have him on the show, on the pre-show. Oh, excuse me, because I have been drinking. On the pre-show, they had a drag queen as the host. Was a po- Polo Del Mar? Or uh, bad Chicken, I guess, is what it Something like that. To but Spanish. It was, it was yeah. a, a, a RuPaul, oh, essentially, RuPaul equivalent, with was the host. Very, the very tall uh, individual. Yeah. Nice. There was a picture nice. on Twitter of uh, Polo and or Poyo well, with you uh, Marco. It. So you know the pre-show. We were in Chicago last week, and a lot of folks on the Twitter were upset with some of the people in the crowd and some of the slurs they were yelling. Uh, one of the ladies came out, and she went to rehab. And a lot of the guys in the locker room support each other. So Which during matters. the show, I remember telling Mark, I was like, "Something's going on over there." And one of the girls came out, and she'd been in rehab the last I don't know two three months. And a lot of the guys came out and are like threatening to beat the ass of the dude in the crowd who's calling her a drunk bitch and oh, stuff that's like not that. Cool by you that know? person. So it's really cool to see a locker room that rallies around each other and they support that. I whole think that matters mind. a lot. Is that everybody rallies around the? I mean, people spend so much time shitting on each other, yeah. right? And uh, maybe not literally. No, you're in no I meant uh, what's that word? Uh, yeah, it's just I not literally, but figuratively. figuratively that's yeah. it figuratively everybody well not everybody a lot of people spend a lot of time shitting on each other figuratively and maybe you should spend a lot more time just giving a flying fuck about somebody and that's it these guys that came out these are the deathmatch guys these are the guys you look at and you're like they're crazy they're tough as shit and they're out there defending this you know i mean why do you like the light tube blash i don't know getting hit with a light tube i'm like that seems cool up until the minute I'm bleeding out of 47,000 wounds. But, the, but those are the guys who are defending the the LGBTQ. You know, they're the ones out there. Then and they, saying got then your they win. They yeah. win. No matter what, they're the winners because fuck these people and don't get it. Mark, back to you. All right. So we've flown off the rails here. Which is, well, we didn't want to just jump this night. No. There's been much jumping over the last few. So <laughs> I digress. Number seven, I've got Steve Austin from 1997 when he won out of the fifth spot, even though it was controversial because technically he got thrown out. This one, Brett threw him, and then, yeah. yeah. And then he screwed Brett, threw him out. <laughs> just Love just it. good stuff. Right. Can Austin we so clarify good. that screwed Brett doesn't literally mean hey, everybody what screwed Brett. Joe thinks right. screwed anybody means? Right. Everybody screwed Brett. Yeah, everybody screwed Brett. Everybody. Brett Except screwed Joe. Brett. Except Brett even, Joe. Brett, Brett even screwed, screwed himself, Brett. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Just ask Earl Hebner. <laughs> All right, number six, and this is going to get me some heat with the uh, listening audience. Uh, Ray Mysterio, 2006, when he won the Rumble from the second spot, which was uh, he did it in tribute to Eddie because Eddie had just passed away, so it was used the feel-good I don't know why moment. you catch any grief for that. I'm just saying. Well, somebody said on here, let me check, uh, Dwayne, I pissed Dwayne off. He said he should be in the top three. Yeah. It's, you know, there's a case to be made for He's it. in the top ten. That's good. Top yeah. Dwayne. Hey, uh, let's be clear about this, okay? Dwayne should be absolutely appeased for the next three months because Hairbanger's Ball is playing near here. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, but Dwayne's going to be really mad because I don't have Nia Jax on here from her appearance in the 2019 Rumble. <gasps> How dare you? All right, so moving on here. So, yeah, Ray, he it was great, but not quite top uh, top three material because it was kind of predictable he was going to win because of the whole Eddie thing. But uh, let's see, number five. I got Bianca Belair from last year's Royal Rumble when she came in number three and won the whole damn thing. It's fantastic, and it's unfortunate what's happened to her the past year. They kind of what all the winning. Yeah, I mean she's kind of an afterthought in the whole. 
Yeah, she hasn't. She's she's been I've, winning, but she hasn't been taking a front row yeah. spot. Well, you know, it's like the old saying: you got to go back. You can't be on top all the time. And well, she, Charlotte is. Not always. Usually. But, no, Bianca, she had her run with the belt with Becky. Then they brought her back down to kind of kind of heat her up again. And then I think she'll – I would be – I think she'll be one of the top last four in the Rumble this year. And then I think I think she'll be back. You can't keep somebody like Bianca down. She's too good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, I got Bianca at number five. Number four, the man who – we cannot speak his name, 2004, Chris Benoit, coming in number one. Chris Benoit. And again, we uh, we talk about Benoit for his accomplishments in the ring, not for the what crazy, he did in the ring was but, amazing. Yeah, but the crazy stuff outside of the ring, we don't try, we don't touch on. We don't have an opinion on we, that. We should we should touch on it though. We should realize we, it that is wrong. What happened in the ring caused what happened not in the ring. I mean, it didn't just yeah, there was a lot come of from trauma. nowhere. There was a lot of concussions right. with Benoit. So we should accept, understand, and realize that we can appreciate where he got yeah. to. It's and just he, such how a, he got there. And I think it's, it's just a of, horrible turn of events. It's I one of those things where terrible. Yes, where you're a fan, you still even 20 years, whatever, you still can't like it wrap put your, your head, head around, around it. it. Yeah, it, yeah. it took me about three years after that happened to be able to watch one of his matches yeah. again. Who was the Seattle Seahawks uh, defender that uh, had CTE? Bosworth. No, 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 no. I thought he was a defender. I don't. But CTE is a real thing, and I think wrestling. For all they do, even though, I mean, I'm the one guy that tells you guys, ah, some bullshit, they're still athletic, and they still get concussions, and they still beat the fuck out of each other. Well, there's a gentleman that yeah. uh, from Harvard that wrestled for a while, Chris yeah. Nowinski, yeah. who actually right. has done CTE. He's been doing research. Research right. on it, and agrees. Yeah, I mean, Benoit, I think they said, had the brain of like an 80-year-old with right. Alzheimer's. Yeah, his right. brain was Swiss cheese. Yeah. I don't know if CTE is the same as TBI, but I had a friend with TBI. A, TB, a TBI... Is a traumatic brain injury CT is uh, concussion trauma. Yeah, e, it's it's basically based on based on if you have a TBI, you probably have CTE. But we've learned that in the NFL, the concussion hits right. right sure. Those things happen, and I think we have to agree that in wrestling, they take a lot. You guys call them bumps, okay? You call them bumps. Mm-hmm. You got knocks. But they don't take bumps velvet. to their heads on, no, no. on a normal basis. Yeah, but they land on their heads. They land weird. Some shit Sometimes doesn't go yes. right, yeah. right? Sometimes so I think go we wrong. should. I think we should all recognize and appreciate the fact that what these guys do sometimes put them in a traumatic position. And Chris Bonoa and uh, a couple other guys, and I don't Guerrero maybe. Not, not no, Eddie. Not, no. No. no, Eddie wasn't a head trauma guy. Well, maybe maybe even Randy Macho Man Savage. It's there you possibly go. Possibly Macho. Yes. Yeah, there's some guys. Mike Awesome. We talked yeah. about Hayabusa before. Yeah. So so all these guys. Anybody who's probably, committed suicide. There's probably a few ladies involved, right? But or murder for that matter. They happened. have been involved in situations where their heads and their skulls and their brains created trauma, right? Mm-hmm. And we call it CTE now, or we call it TBI, right? Right. A and TBI is a boom, you had one. A CTE is post mortem, but let's be honest, these people go through this shit. Well, and, it, and we and shouldn't it judge makes them. them. Makes them function at the age of a of a child i mean um, or, or yeah well there's some of them that like emotionally something that triggers them and angers them sure. sends them off which normally we would be like oh i'm not upset i'm I'm just okay but they'd be upset and i think it's really important to recognize like you were talking about benoit oh before this and, now, and maybe that's I something after whatever happened with benoit the whole story i think we should all recognize and applaud the fact that 
it wasn't Benoit. It was what happened to Benoit. Yeah. And I think Jeff and the Real should maybe take that on sometime during, yeah, during a, a I thing. I agree. But, but um, yeah, I mean, for this, yeah. I agree. That's uh, a good spot for him. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's a whole discussion for another time, and I'm sure we'll get into it sometime. Uh, so, yeah. Coming up on the next episode of Blossom. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Benoit's my number four. Uh, number three, I got Edge from this past year when he came in number one. I like that. Won the like whole it. thing. Coming back from an injury again. That was two epic comebacks in the span of one calendar year, which is unheard of. But, uh, but no, he did – had a great showing last year in the Rumble, uh, even if there wasn't a crowd because it was Thunderdome. Right. But, you know. It was still nice to see him come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. All right, number two, I've got Kane, 2001, uh, 11 eliminations. Throwing everybody out. Yep, and then he was the last guy out uh, when Austin won. And just literally went – had a almost like a diesel-like run when he first came in. Is uh like into the match, not just in general, but – uh, the Hardys, I think, Honky Tonk Man, Taz. Well, shit, I throw the Honky Tonk Man out. Right. After he kabonged him with the guitar, too. Uh, Drew Carey eliminated himself because he didn't want Kane to kill him. And then, yeah. Yes, that Drew You Carey. didn't say Drew Carey, did you? I did indeed. Yeah, the right. Drew Carey? Yeah. The Cleveland guy? Yeah. Cleveland Rocks, yeah. Wow. He was plugging an improv pay-per-view, and they put him in the Royal Rumble. You know who's going to be in the Rumble this Saturday, don't you, Mark? Johnny Knoxville. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the oh, Titty Nashville. <laughs> and you know what? The thing is, before we get to number one, Johnny Knoxville may take the best bump of any celebrity in the Rumble. I, I have a feeling he goes, he, they're going to launch him. Yeah. Well, I mean, Johnny Knoxville is actually, honestly, used to having semis drive over him. Well, the thing, so I've been watching him, and he's been coming out on SmackDown, right? He gets a pop for a celebrity like no other celebrity gets. Usually the WWE fans shit on celebrities. He came out last week to Sami Zayn, and the crowd was like, like You do realize yeah. that's like six months of marketing for this fucking movie? Yeah. That set that up. Should have came out two years ago. But. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, if you watch guys are stupid as fuck to slam into fucking walls and well, shoot themselves the... out of cannons and get, you know, donkey raped up the ass, and it's for entertainment purposes. That's the audience. You're going to be like, oh, I got to see what's next. That's the audience this is, that this watches This is taking wrestling. a turn. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the thing is, though, it's going to get an audience. The no matter what you think about it, this has been tequila word pictures with Mark Orsted. The folks that watch pro wrestling enjoy Jackass. I mean, I was in a theater a couple Not weeks me. ago for a preview, and I laughed out loud for the he was, Jackass. He trailer. was over there like, "Oh my god, oh. I can't wait to see it." You know what I was yes. doing next to the person? I was like. Oh, God, thank I don't have to watch that. I will be there next time. I was cringing because I was in a group of guys that like to hit each other in the dicks for fun. And I'm like, if one of you motherfuckers hits me in the dick, This was Joe's past life. None of us will deal with that shit. I told him, if you hit me in the dick, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to fucking knock you the fuck out. It's funny that you mentioned that. So Kyler and I are on our way here, and we're talking about Johnny Knoxville in the Rumble. And he's like, Dad, I watched that trailer last week. And that one guy got hit in the junk. And it was... So it was one of the guys from Jackass. He's got a right, cup right. on, yeah, and he gets hit in the junk yeah. by the UFC heavyweight champion of the world, right. Francis Nagano. Yeah. Oh. And if you've seen Francis Nagano, he is built like a shit brick house. Did he he break is the Mike cup? Tyson. Is that what you're saying? He broke the cup. He is Mike Tyson on steroids. He he legitimately, from what I understand, has the world record for the hardest punch ever thrown. More than pounds Drago for, pounds for yeah yeah Drago. <laughs> and, old, and old boy took one right to the cup, and Kyler was like. Kyler's nine. 
Dad, I can't imagine. I'm like, at nine? Okay, how about at, you know, 30, 40 something? Yeah, I can imagine. So, uh, but I think the Jackass guys are cool. They were, I read an article, they were supposed to be there at SummerSlam years ago. Uh, but Steve O fucked it up for him. He, uh, he no sold some, something to Omaga yeah. on Raw. Yeah, he was laughing. And he was laughing and ended up running it. And then the Benoit tragedy happened. And from what I understand, the Jackass guys pulled out. They were supposed to do a SummerSlam match, but it was after Benoit. I read the whole article. And uh, they decided it wasn't the right time to do it. So, All right. All right. Number one, so we Johnny got to our, Knoxville. We got to our number. His is not Johnny Knoxville. Oh, so our number one is kind of, a, uh, kind of an obvious one. 1992. Entered number three. Won the Rumble. Won the World Championship. It is the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, at number one. And, yeah, I don't have my woo button handy. Are you guys? Woo! Are you guys ready for on, Mike look. to Mike to completely hate me? I don't what? have a woo what do you yet. Have? See, I have I've no woo never yet. been a Flair fan. Well, let me chop you real quick. <laughs> I think Flair is Where's one the of the. Button? Give me a boo button. I think button. Flair is one of the best wrestlers that's ever been out there. With hang a on, hang on. tear in hang my on, eye. Hang on. Nard, say something arm. witty and strong against Joe real quick. <laughs> witty and strong? Witty and strong. Fucking nail him down. I got you. Joe, you bald motherfucker. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm bald. You're balder than me. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's kind of like Charlotte right now. I get sick of it. No. I, get I believe the crowd has spoken. One of the they best post-Royal Rumble promos. Again, I just said it. With a tear in my eye. <laughs> I mean, Ric Flair literally called it the greatest day of his life. And this is kind and of he per- has four children. Four children. Right? That's the man beat have like Harley one, Race. Two or three wives. The uh, man beat four, Sting. Honestly? Yeah. Four wives, four kids, and the greatest well, moment of his two, life. Four, kids, right? four kids by two wives. And I get two it. Wives he is one that. of the greatest wrestlers ever out there. He's a great wrestling actor. Dwayne has never seen Jackass. What Good for you, Dwayne. 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 I used oh, to like you, Lord Dwayne. Dwayne. <laughs> Dwayne Sergeant Carter. Dwayne, man. Dwayne. Sergeant oh, Carter. Oh, there was a show speed, like speed with bump. a uh, spinoff of Cosby, and there was a Dwayne. Dwayne, Dwayne. Wayne. Dwayne. That's Dwayne Wayne. Different world. <laughs> Dwayne. Get him the sunglasses. Dwayne, you, 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 we call you Speed Bump, and we do so affectionately, but you are Captain now Oblivious. Dwayne Wayne the Speed Bump. Yeah, so, no, I just, I, I like, you know, I like stuff being spread around. It's it's like you say these guys that are uh, not getting enough playtime and stuff. Because some of the other guys are just stepping on top of. I don't get enough playtime. Easy Tiger. Oh my, you're married. That's your damn fault. So, uh, <laughs> no, no, quick. he's married. That's exactly why. That's why it he's is. not getting playtime, right? So, real quick, I had somebody pop in. They thought that Shawn Michaels should have been on this list from '95. Yes, nah. yeah. but Michaels, Michaels had a case. But that '95 Rumble was so weird. Like it was like 45 seconds between guys. It was really short. So I, that's why he didn't get on the list. Joe watched a lot of films where it's 45 40. seconds between guys. Who Mark, what real is quick. What's with you today? <laughs> I want, I want everything. I want to test you. Mark how, needs to get laid. How many guys went from number one to win it? I'm sorry? How many went from number one to win it? Let's see. One, two, three. Name them. Uh, Benoit, Michaels, Edge. Welcome to trivia. I don't know if this is true or not, folks. So well, you have to test him. But there's been a lot of well, you have a phone. Look it up. I'm are drunk you right or are you pee. wrong? Oh, uh, yeah, I think it's just those three. Those three: Michaels, Michaels, Edge, Benoit, and Edge, and Edge. All right, Michael. I like it. They went from what? Flair went from three, they, right? 
Flair went from three. Mysterio came from two. Who came out before Flair? Uh, Davey Boy and DiBiase. Yeah. I like it. There you go. All right. Classics. So, all right. So that covers yeah, our top ten, and we <laughs> we wouldn't be doing our job on this show if we didn't take the last ten minutes and talk about Gunther uh, in NXT. Lord. We don't have ten minutes. We have eight minutes. One person in this room will defend this whole thing. Now, not this. I'm not going to defend. I'm going to put my headphones down and leave. <laughs> so, so I'm going to give I'm going to give you my take on this. I, I I I do not like it. I mean, I'm a big Volter fan. I have been ever since he was in pro- in progress in the UK. And first things first, I want to talk about the match on Tuesday. Narge's beer is empty. Between Walter and Roddy. I thought Roddy got too much in. You think so? Walter was unstoppable for four years or two years or three, whatever it was. I mean, what, I there was a, a point and I thought, like, shit, they're going to let Roddy beat him. <laughs> Excuse me. This is the Roderick Strong that I've been wanting to see since Ring of Honor. Messiah the Brack Baker. The, the Brack Baker. The Brack Baker. I have, an, I have another uh, tequila there. The Back Baker Brit. So, yeah, I, I thought that was a takeover quality match if they ever did takeovers oh, yeah. again. Yep. And I've always been a Roddy fan. Nice guy. I met him a couple times. But, yeah, so after the match is over, Walter gets the decisive victory with the powerbomb and then takes the microphone and announces that his name is now Gunther. Which I didn't understand. I thought I thought he said Walter in just a weird accent. I but thought, my wife was like, pretty sure he just called himself Gunther. At first, <laughs> I I wasn't like I was half listening, and I thought that he was given a high sign to the rest of Imperium because they came right in and started jumping on Roddy. Right. So I thought maybe he said something in German and they come out, and then I thought, wait, <laughs> then this, I start seeing social media like, come <laughs> like Gunther, and I was like, why the hell would they change his name now? They've Makes had it for four no years. Sense. If they if he was Gunther when he first showed up, maybe yes. I can get behind it. But is this just a case of Vince fixing what isn't broken because he needs it to fit his his vision? He's the puppet master, there's, right? There's one conceivable reason I could see them doing it, and that's if he's coming to the main roster. Yeah, that's the only reason I can even begin to justify. Or maybe a name it's just change. because Vince McMahon is an egotistical, crazy ass son of a bitch. Yes, for me, he's got he's got to go through Braun Breaker before he comes to the main roster. You think why, so? Yeah, why bring him to NXT 2.0? Just take him to straight to the main. Let him come out, debut him as Gunther. Let him chop the shit out of somebody. You know, I I, I just don't get it. And you know, Finn Balor got online and he said, "Well, people hated the name Finn. Yeah, but when you showed up, that was your name." Well, Balor picked that name. Right, but what I'm saying is that's what he debuted with in WWE or NXT. Right. Walter did not, de- you know, how often does this happen where they change? I mean, the, the, he's been there for, usually, I think they said, four years. Usually they alter a name. They don't change it outright. They'll drop like a first that's name what I'm or saying. a last name. I think name. that's why people are so upset. This is unusual. He didn't have a last name to drop, so they just right. changed his first name. Like Riddle when they dropped the mat, you know, Cesaro, Rusev, all these guys that they've had that they've dropped part of their name but they never out, outright changed somebody's name not in a long time and i think that's why people are upset is walter had built this brand this brand i mean he was, he's been building this brand for 15 years is he not is it, correct me if i'm wrong is he not the longest reigning champion recent i mean yeah but that how was, long was his nxt uk reign it was 500 some days is that longer than anything brock or punk or any it's of them have done longer than punk i yeah. think longer than brock if I had it, if I had the numbers in front of me, you know. But, so that's my thing. But I, I think NXT UK is so under Vince's radar, he, yeah. he didn't even notice. 
That's something. That's another thing where if Triple H was, that's where we around, differ. There would be it, it would change. You're kind of a WWE sympathizer, and I not am not. I refuse to let them speak anything am, past I am a, me. I am a Triple H sympathizer. I but I also understand. I've been watching WWE enough to know Vince's mindset usually, so I get why he does things, even if I don't agree with him. If Triple H really wants to stick it to the man, stick it to the don't man. Don't say it. He's got to be say all it. elite. No, he'll, he's got to be he'll, all elite. He'll start his own promotion before he goes all elite. <laughs> uh, you know, if they, they work out this thing with Impact, could you imagine a bigger Impact than Triple H showing up? I no. mean, how? Stephanie will withhold sex for so long if he does that. <laughs> I mean, that they open, they've opened the door. Mickey James is the foot in. Right. But Triple H showing up, I don't know, drop Moose, drop whoever. Or, hell, Demore even. I don't know. I just I don't see him being back in the ring. I mean, I I never say never. Is I there know, any chance Vince is in the pocket? Could Vince be talking money? To impact who? impact. Oh yeah, he did with ECW, so it's always possible. That's what I'm saying right here. Hey, we got Mickey. All right, I mean they've got a roster mark. This is the first time in years where I thought Impact. Well, yeah, was just it's in it's got a good product. It's like I said, man. It's the best in ring product of the past year's been Impact Wrestling. Yeah, I mean. That pay-per-view the other night, again, because they're on Access, so I don't watch it. Right. That pay-per-view, though, from start to finish, I was like, wow, that was, yeah. fu- that was fun. It was a yeah. fun watch. Yeah, I'm not a fan of some of the stuff they do, like the Wrestle House business, where they do like their own little... Yeah, the goofball. It's kind of goofy, but I mean, Dreamer was always entertaining. You know what I like? I like Tom Hannafin. Yeah, he's doing a hell of a job, I isn't thought he? he... Him and uh, D'Lo... Worked real well together, yeah. I thought. And he, I think he was having more fun. He said that in an interview. Cuffs are kind of off. Yeah, he's there's nobody in his ear. He said Josh Matthews understands where he, you know, where he came from. Right. They both came so, from the same place. They were both the next yeah, guys. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so I'm impact is great. I wish they were on a better platform than Access TV. Oh, Mindy says Walter, 870 days is NXT UK. Channel. There you go. That's longer than Brock. That's the, I mean, that's the record. So that's my issue right there is, oh, we drank all the Coronas, I guess. Oh, um, we're at the top. I, I, so one last thing. Well, I want to go back to the Rumble. Okay. Give me, before we end the show, three surprises that you think we're going to see. Just across both matches? Yeah, sure. Or I'll across be, the whole show? I'll, I'll be men's, but go ahead. Okay, so... I'm trying to think now because you put me on the spot. I'll go first. You go first. Booker T. Okay. Ronda Rousey on the women's. Mm. Enzo Amore. Uh, yep. I don't know. I think Enzo. I, I think Enzo. Really? I think Enzo's I washed his hands of WWE. Yeah. I, I think for a payday. Well, I thought he's they washed back. his hands of him. What? I thought they washed their hands that of too, him. But Those are my three. All right. So I got Bailey for the women's match, mm-hmm. coming back and winning the whole thing. I've got Corey Graves for the men's match. Yeah. And then uh, I'm going to say Hornswoggle. Rick Steiner. No. God <laughs> damn, no. He's, he showed up on GCW this past week. He's looking for a payday. I, they'll, they'll do goofy shit in that rumble sometimes. If there's somebody I cannot stand seeing it is Hornswoggle. I really can't. There is nothing about him. that You can't tell me that WLC match was a, no. not a five-star classic. Nope. When he came out of under the ring, I remember I was looking at Kyler, oh, and I was like, you got to be shitting me. And I remember telling him, or I think I told you, I said, well, Brian Myers is coming. You knew he was coming. Who was it that took out uh, Hornswoggle? Uh, was it Marco? Marco Stunt. Yeah, yeah. I did not. I remember I told you he, Marco should pick on somebody his own size, but he kind of was. we got to get a Marco Stunt shirt There's nobody Marco. Marco size. Yeah. yeah. 
and that we're getting Marco stunt shirt for Marco, getting an Effie shirt for Joe. Hey, I want an Effie shirt too. I respect the fuck out of Effie. We're getting you the Effie shirt, and we're getting you the flag. The I was glad to see Jeff Jarrett drop his little ass, but who Effie? Yeah, J double F J A double R E double T double J Jeff Jarrett. I wouldn't be surprised to see him come. Jarrett, yeah, well, he's working he was, all angles, yeah, brother. He, he, he was, was just on, on SmackDown. SmackDown. Yeah, uh, that's another thing. That, that We're running long, but I think Eric Bischoff's pining for a job. He's going to be the GM. I think it him. Seems to be. I think they're working Sonya out. They're working the, Sonya uh, out. I think well, he's going to work in the ring. Yeah. yeah, they're going to work him over Adam Pierce. Yeah. He's he's working his way in. I'd love to see Bischoff back. I've always loved Eric Bischoff. Yeah, but I'm. I mean, I'm so tired of the heel authority figure trope. You know. So, if he's there, I don't want him to be Easy e from the NWO. Yeah. I have to get to the bathroom, so I'm, <laughs> I'm out. All right. and on Don't that, miss. I think that is a good note to uh, to say goodbye this week. With Marco here, we didn't get to do it in the beginning. You got the sound oh, board yeah. up there? We, we, said, we, we said something earlier. Let's do the 10 that, bells. Uh, our 10 bell salute uh, did not work. <laughs> so. so, we need you. So, so I think so it's appropriate. This first, this, this first, okay? And... Uh, I, I'm going to apologize in advance and in arrears, but I am fucking drunk uh, because I've been drinking shots of tequila for the last hour or two or three or four. My fault. Uh, I apologize to all of you listening that the podcast did not start off on time. I don't know why Facebook didn't agree with us, but it didn't. But we got there. But uh, this morning I was in, I was, uh, yeah, my father passed away this morning. And as you can see from our uh, our screener, he's the only fucking person I know that thought, uh, what would I put? Uh, he was less clued in about wrestling than I am. <laughs> like he absolutely thought. And I mean, even when I was a kid and I was into wrestling for those like seven and a half minutes or maybe three years. I don't even know what it was. But dad, he would look at me all the time and go, dude, it's all fake. What the hell's wrong with you? And uh, yeah, that was my dad. And uh, he kept that position his entire life, so it's not like he was pretending. But uh, he did pass away today. And uh, these guys right here, and Joe, who just left, and so many more were touched by him. Art was an incredible guy. I'll, I'll speak for myself. Um whether we were going to the movies or going to dinner or just showing up to shoot the shit. Art was always a ball game at Kyler's because dad was always up for being there for everybody. He always asked right from the start, how are things going? How's this? He would talk. I mean, I I told my nine-year-old son this morning and he was so upset because art, the first he'd see Kyler and be like, wow, are things going? You know? And art was always, he was awesome. And I can't imagine not seeing him anymore. Um, but we'll think about him. We'll think about him all the time. Every time we do something, we'll think about Art. He, he will be sitting there bitching about something that's not wrong <laughs> and not right, but he'll bitch about it because Dad was like, you know what? There's a right way and a wrong way, and if you're even slightly wrong, you ain't right. He would let you know. We'd go to movies, and I'd walk out, and I'd be like, that was great, and he'd be out in the hallway. That, that was fucking terrible. Why would you bring me here? <laughs> <laughs> but I want to say this publicly, okay? Dad looked at my friends, and he thought, Mark, you're a fuck-up, but you somehow managed to pick good people. 
and uh, those good people recognize my dad. And I'm sorry we're ending this podcast this way, but I am drunk, and I figure like I have at least partial ownership in this fucking thing. And uh, I'm really glad we we they did this show. I started it. I came in a little late, uh, but I told them we're not canceling tonight's show just because of this shit. Because one thing I can tell you about my father was, uh, come hell or high water, you're gonna do what the fuck you have to do. And I and tried he, to cancel, and he spent. <laughs> Every waking moment of his life, making sure that people got where they needed to go, people did what they needed to do, and they understood that life is going to keep happening around you, but you have to do what you have to. And he would have fucking hated, hated if we'd have canceled tonight's show. And these guys, Mark and Mike, both, all day today were texting me, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? I'm like, no, we got to do this. This has to happen. And I knew. I didn't know how much I could be a part of it. I didn't care. But this had to happen. Because dad, wherever he is, if you have those beliefs or whatever, he's going to look down and go, you know what? You made sure the show went on. And this was how my dad was. He was like, you keep going forward no matter what. So. I think we raised. No, let's raise a drink to Arthur Orsted. Absolutely. Great man. Raise the hell of a son. We love you, Mark. Yeah. We love you, Art. And anybody else who's listening who Art affected. Um, Art was an incredible guy. We're going to we're gonna end the show on a, a Tim Bell salute. Yeah. I think apparently it's appropriate. It's broken. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So, uh, Should we, do we end it in a moment died. of silence then? I, I think moment of silence is fitting. Uh, R.I.P. Art. You know, we all love Other you. than Art's favorite dog who is uh, <laughs> in the hall. He's back there. Scrappy's back there hollering. He like, misses dad, I want to be on the show, he says. So we're going to do uh, we're gonna do 30 seconds of silence. And in those 30 seconds, you better fucking drink. <laughs> Man, yeah. I, I want to say like to everybody listening, at one point, which is pretty good. I want to tell everybody thank you for listening. Yeah, and uh, you do it. Please, just don't hold this episode against the guys or me. Yeah, sure. This has been a shitty day, a but episode. I felt like we had to go through. Okay. Yeah.